we got some review drink testing these unless they taste like shit. Yeah, I taste like shit because these are commodities, and you're gonna want them. Have you had any? No, because I've watched reviews of people saying it tastes like shit. There. So does it taste Jake, like shit or not? Is this the energized one? No. Nah. Can you get energized ones? Yeah, you can get they're they're rare as shit. <laughs> People are schooling the shit. Do you want to pull that closer to you and then I'll just chop uh, it yeah, from yeah, wherever sorry. we start? That's uh, all good. You can go right, headphones so or no you, headphones, you whatever you want. Right. We don't Do know. Yet. To, we, yeah, yeah, we're still learning. Yeah, 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 chuck them on, it'll be trippy. I don't Yeah boy. Yeah. I always wondered if this was weird, like you get used it, to it. It took me a while to get used to it. It's actually not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's kind of like um, I grew up video gaming and, um, you know, every, every time I used to game with mates and we were doing like mics and, and shit like that, I'd always have a mic on my lap, but I'd listen to their voices through the TV. Oh, yeah. right, I just okay. found it way more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And then over now I've become a dad. If I'm playing like fucking Call of Duty, yeah. you know, you can't have that through the TV. <laughs> so I've got to have it through the headphones. And it's so weird. Like, this isn't that bad, but you know, especially gaming, you can't hear your own voice. Yep. Yeah. So you got the mic and you're talking to your mates and you're like either too loud or not loud enough. Yeah, okay. And I just feel like I'm not having a conversation with them sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It takes some adjusting. Yeah, it, um, um, it definitely helps with like whatever I've It helps got. with not talking over people. Yeah, it helps with my like ADHD or whatever the fuck I've got going on where I can like, it helps me focus a lot more, I guess. Really? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Is that <laughs> why you wear headphones when you're just I sitting really at your desk? <laughs> What you, side note, sorry to interject. Did you empty out what was in the prime and put fucking medicine in there? Dude, that is that every was, review. Wait, every no, review. No, no. Yeah, uh, have a sip. Dude, they brought it, I'm telling you the way where they made this drink in Australia. Did you hear they had issues bringing it in Australia? Australia? I heard a couple of issues. What was that? I'll get it. Oh, they um, had issues bringing it into Australia, apparently. Yeah. Woolworths, cold stocking, whatever. I don't know if I'm butchering this story, but I reckon what's happened is they brought it into Australia and went, look, you can't sell that. But what you can do... Leave it out here. We'll just keep drinking it. What you can do is we'll go to the chemist and we'll put medicine in there yeah. and then you can sell it. So That's just bottled medicine. It's 100%. The orange one, that one and the orange one, they're just Australian <laughs> medicines, like, in a bottle. Dude, that's... Because I... Um, what do you reckon? Dude, that's not icy pop. That's vapor drop. Like, what the yeah. fuck is that? It tastes bad. Not bad. Like it doesn't taste bad. Yeah, but it tastes super. It tastes sweet and syrupy to it, me. Well, it like, tastes American. Yeah, yeah. Tastes that's exactly like, what Jake said. It tastes like it would have tasted when they made the company and went, "Oi, here's our first formulas." What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. They would have gone like, "All right, fix it." Exactly. <laughs> it's like cum water. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Whoa, what the? I'm not drinking that. Huh? I actually haven't looked at it outside the bottle. Yeah. What if it's it a prank? Very clear, isn't it? What is in this shit? I um I don't <coughs> hate it, but I don't like it either. You don't like it? No. It tastes like you saw me. I was drinking those super sour, yeah, yeah, fluoro orange drinks, but it tastes chemically. I feel. Mm. Yeah. Well, I said that to Jake. I messaged him because Jake went around to like a couple of worse, and he got all five flavors and shit. And I was like, "Fucking try hard." But anyway, um, I was like, "Oh, they're too sweet for me." And he's is like, that what he just goes to now? Is that his thing? I don't know. I, I haven't spoken to him since. Jake, is that your thing? <laughs> yeah. I haven't spoken to him since he's tried them, but I go, they're fucking way too sweet for me. And he's like, they're just like any other American drink. Like, Do you know what the orange one tastes like? Did you guys ever have when Audi just brought out energy drinks? Do you not? Audi? Oh, Audi. I think it went like cu- the Audi. <laughs> no. They're set. I don't know why. The, um, <clears throat> what are they called? Their Gatorade version. Oh, no, it's no. like their Powerade version. I'm telling you, that's what it tastes like. True. It kind of burns your throat a bit. It's like too syrupy. Yeah. It's like... Um, I would be so mad if I was one of the idiots that bought these for 20 bucks. I know, 100%. Market. 
Twenty dollars. They, they were going nuts until because Woolworths only bought them out on like fr- Thursday or Friday or something. So up until then, it's been like this big black market. Fucking get you your hands on. Yeah. What's fucked is that everyone's would have. They came out. There'd be hype. Everyone would be going to buy them. They're yep. gonna restock them because of that. Yeah, hundred percent. So 15, 30, 45. dude. I've already made money sitting here <laughs> drinking your. <laughs> um, and I didn't even have to commit to the whole yeah, thing. That, you're going to you're gonna have to piss in a cup yeah. and re-drink it. That green one's probably my... It tastes the same. <laughs> that's, that's the worst part. The green it? one's my favourite. Really? Yeah. I see. I haven't tried... Why do you have more if you... You think you don't like them? Okay, all right. The lime one is for sure... You know how you buy Gatorade, but in the powder yep, version, exactly. and you mix it in? That's yep. all that is. Yep. Someone oh, okay. put it in a bottle at Woolworths, just shook it up and put it on <laughs> yeah. the shelf. And that's um, what you bought. So I went and bought two on Friday Arvo, just to get into the fucking big hype train. I didn't mean to. I went, bullshit. I, I went to Woolworths, and they had a pallet at the door, and kids were just fucking No, they for sure wow. didn't. You stole them off a kid, <laughs> yeah, walking out. There's no way you got Hang on, wait, rewind. You said, how much are they at Woolies? Four fifty. That's not too bad. That's what, yeah. Yeah, but, 450 bucks is pretty cheap for a while. Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. And all over the palette, they got the pieces of paper, like, during the fucking pandemic. Oh, like one only or whatever. Five yeah. per customer. So... Do they have all the flavours? My Woolies didn't. They just had those three. So I haven't tasted the blue one or the red one, if anyone's got them. Um, there's that, there's another one that looks like a zebra pattern. Do I, think, think, I don't think have that's... the blue one. What's, what do you bet that right. the blue one tastes like blue parade? Well, it's blue raspberry, so yeah. It's just gonna be I up. feel like we should disclaim. So this podcast is sponsored by Prime. <laughs> yeah. We're what, 18 drink minutes Prime. in and we're just talking about Prime? Stop saying Prime. Like a drink Prime. Stop saying it. What's the bottle? I told Jake. Watch Amazon Prime. Yeah, when we went through our fucking <laughs> back and forth. I was like, what if I just like start doing stories every day and like how Logan Paul's jumping out of fucking planes and shit and he's like, drink Prime. And I just did my everyday shit and I was just Get like... Get in the car, drink yeah. Prime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, if you do that, I'm going to unfollow you. <laughs> Go to the toilet, drink yeah. Prime. Fuck yeah. Well, that was a good uh, Prime review, I reckon. Yeah. Are you still on your first one? Yeah, I don't Can't like it. Can't get it down. No, I don't like it. Yeah, I went hard. And I drank that I weird ice. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it. I, I think once the hype's gone, I won't buy anymore. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm like, fuck yeah. Is that at the moment, the fridge is full. I'd <laughs> imagine there would be. Can you grab a bottle out and we'll yeah, fucking... Yeah. Flavor would you like? Oh, whatever. Just try the, the green. Oh, okay. Here, yeah, yeah. <coughs> but if it tastes like power, I know what it tastes like. You want the medicine? Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to see what it's in. I thought that was going to be the best one because it looks like that's it the most means... effort they've put in. Yeah. Like a multicolored label. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it just tastes like fucking ass. Now, the, the problem is they spent all the money on the label, <laughs> yeah. not the drink. Yeah. That other one you were talking about, apparently that's exclusive to the UK. It's like a mango Which flavored one. one. KSI bought because KSI and Logan Paul both bought it out. And then, yeah. So I want to try that. But <coughs> give me a weird thing in my throat. Like I need to. Clean my throat. It's yeah, killing yeah. It. It's like the, it's, that's what I said. The Audi. Like, uh, what do you call it? Cowrade <coughs> version. Their whatever they call it, Audi Raid. <laughs> they always just make it the same name, but a little <laughs> yeah, different, yeah. so they don't get sued. Um, but they for sure have. I reckon. Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. Their names are way too close. But um, yeah, they had their own version of Powerade, and it used to do the same thing. And I used to like go. I remember at soccer training, and I was like 14, 15 years old, and we'd you know have them, and I'd be like to friends like, "Is your throat burning?" And they'd be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, we're drinking the real shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, drinking cough syrup. <laughs> what have you found there? Because oh, this has sucralose in it, which I didn't know what that was, but it's artificial flavor, right. artificial sweetener. Because it was a big um, when I went and bought those three. Yes, they are, though. There was a big conspiracy around the palate between a couple of kids, and they're like, you know Prime's, like, the worst thing for you to drink. And I was like, oh, mm. I'm not going to listen to these kids. It, does, it has actual vitamins in it. 
Yeah, fuck vitamins. yeah, it's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, it's vitamin water. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Coca-Cola loves we, that. We should probably introduce our guest this week. Oh, yeah. I'll let you silly. introduce yourself because I've got a... I got a Genuine question for you. All right, welcome here, Adrian from Fly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nah, all right, far away. Um, okay, so me. Distributor. Uh, yeah. My name is Josuha. Is that legit? It's, yeah. It's 100%. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt yeah. that I, I made for myself that I haven't worn yet. I, That's crazy. I wore it for being on stage and doing comedy because yeah. like, it helped me do my story about my name. And even I do that story, I'm sure people like in the crowd still go, did he just say yeah, name yeah. wrong? And I'm like, no, you have to understand, like, it was spelt wrong on my birth certificate. So I'll tell you that. So that's, oh, all so that's what it is. Story. Yeah, yeah, wrong. Story. So, Why did you not get it corrected? You don't um, care. Okay, so, all right, I'll give you the full story. Um, yeah, let's go. The real life story, not the comedy bit story. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, don't so bits. the comedy bit, by the way, if you've seen it or you do see it, it's, it that's true too. I just put a spin on it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so 18 years old, going to get my license with my mum. Um, and my P plates, right? And as we go in there, you had to bring your birth certificate in, yeah. prove your identity, all this shit. And the lady at the counter serving us, and she goes, I will never forget this. I don't know why it's such a, a recall the whole thing so vividly. Um, I'm standing there getting my license, she filled the documents out, and um, she goes, how do you pronounce your name? And she pushes the birth certificate over to me and my mum. Yeah. And me and my mum look at each other like, is she stupid? <laughs> and she's looking at us like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah. And um, I'm like, what's she talking about? I'm like, it's Joshua, like, and she yeah. looks at it again, she goes, yeah, but it's not spelt like Joshua usually. It's like, how do you pronounce it? And then she pushed birth certificate back across, and surely enough, the H and the U are the <laughs> wrong way around. It's fucking typo made by a typewriter. <laughs> and a lot of people hear this story too, and they're like, how did Wait. your mum spell your name wrong in your birth certificate? Wasn't my mum or my yeah, dad? Yeah. This is the fucking doctor yeah. on call who, like, signed, sealed, delivered me yeah, and yeah. put my name down as that. Now, the problem with that is when it's legally stamped and shit, I was, like, standing in the motor registry, and I'm like, very funny. Mm. But can't you just put my real name? Like, yeah, just put Joshua. Yeah, yeah. It's a typo. And she goes, well, it's your legal name. So if you mm. want to get it changed, you've got to go pay to get your name changed. Yeah. I'm like, it's nuts. I'm not paying gifts. I'm like, fuck it. Jossie Hyde is. If I had my it's license, like, I'll show you. But I have Japanese heritage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said I always said if I'd go to Jap- Japan, I'd blend it with Jossie Hyde. So do you... Go by no, it. no. Oh, you should. Yeah. You should. Just, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it's good for like on stage in comedy. I'm like, hey, maybe that's my spin, you know? Yeah, yeah. After that, turned 18, in the back of my mind, I was just like, it was an annoying thing if I went to places and they picked up on it. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, yeah, it's Josu Ha. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah, so funny. I know. It's so strange. Yeah. But um, the funny thing is, my dad always used to go to me and he goes, mate, you know, if you were like real dodgy, you could like do some shit. You know, you could go to court and they'd be like, Joshua Taylor, you're being indicted for these charges. You'd be like, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Fucking, I'm not Joshua, I'm Josu Ha. <laughs> you motherfuckers got it wrong. Just walk into the bank next door, get another credit card, start again. Yeah. Emphasize the ha, all yeah, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dad, don't, don't, um, yeah, don't give him my secret identity now. <laughs> It's like Batman. <laughs> no. But yeah, so now um, it's funny because uh, I got up for Raw and told that story and then I got a call from Sit Down Comedy Club and I, it was, I thought it was just like, you know, touch base call and they're like, oh, do you mind if um, uh, we give you a number out? The host, Cat wants to reach out to you mm-hmm. and interview you on ABC to do... Um, uh, to talk about your name or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sweet. Cat this is a slow me. week. Cat messaged me this. She's like, hey, like, yeah. hey, come on, man. <laughs> my <laughs> stick. It's the only thing I have. It's not a slow week. It should be the best week. It's the only reason I got it. I'm yeah. never making it in comedy. I'll take it. Hiring, I'll take a job. Um, but yeah, now, nah, so anyway, she, she messaged me. She's like, hey, do you mind if we get you in this Wednesday? 
Um, and the funny thing is, like, I feel like she's seen me and with my, like, persona on stage and shit, she's like, probably seen me and she's like, this is just a comedian that's not made it yet and does nothing else yeah, for yeah. a job. <laughs> and I'm like, I run a motherfucking graphic design sign and print business with, like, clients so far up my ass I can't breathe. <laughs> and she's like, touch base and, like, you know, which is cool. But she's like, yeah, I'll let you know. And I'm, like, on the edge of my seat, like, okay, do I fucking cancel my week? Am I driving to <laughs> Brisbane at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday? Is she going to hit me up at 11.30 and be like, hey, how far away are you away? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, like, sitting there, like, waiting for the message. Never came. The cat. <laughs> I don't know. You found another show for me. Yeah. Found uh, someone else with a misspelled name. Yeah, someone else with a misspelled name. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were just like, ah, fuck it, it's too expensive. Like, even I was doing it for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so that's how it's. It says ABC, though, right? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or SBS or something. Right. One of them. One of them. Yeah. Free is definitely too expensive. Yeah, what, to be honest, shit. yeah. Anyway, so that never happened, but I guess uh, the story's exclusive here now. So yeah, if, yeah. if you want to <laughs> get the story, you got to yeah. hit up old Jimmy. Yeah, if you want to buy it, can't cat. get any worse than yeah. <laughs> It's going to cost you a pallet of prime. Yeah. It already has one. I fucking paid you to be, get me here. Fuck I yeah. Because I, I heard, because um, well, we spoke the first time maybe a couple of months ago, but we never met until our. Did role. we? Huh? <laughs> You're so memorable, James. Hang on, no, no, was, no yeah, we did. It was yeah, like we, a month we, or two ago. Yes, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we touched base about doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, man. Oh, I thought you meant we met, and I'm, no, like, no, I'm no, an no. asshole that didn't remember. Nah, you. Like fucking, online. I hate that. Yeah. Um, I hate forgetting that I met people. So like a couple uh, of twelve years yeah. on MSN. Sorry. Go on, yeah. yeah, go on. And then because um, I saw that on your social media, and then I was like, oh, maybe it's just a, a stick. And then fucking yeah, you got introduced and shit at Raw, and I'm like, fuck, maybe this is legit. Yeah. Wait, they introduced you. As Josu Ha. <laughs> Dude. Did you ask what? to? How far do you think I'm going to get with the name Joshua Taylor yeah. as a comedian? Like, there's 8,000 of me in B and Lee. Like, so good. Speaking of which, um, I have to admit, driving in here, last time I came to B and Lee is when I got my braces to get my... I had really bad buck teeth and I was like yeah. 14, 15 years old. Um, like really fucking bad. Like I'm sure the story still gets around like B and Lee. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm not joking. This is a true story. I had such a bad overbite that the place I got it done, Peter Grant Orthodontist. I don't know if he's still here. He's like, around, he's like <laughs> a big deal. For, yeah, okay. Um, he was like the biggest back then. And my, he was like, he's the only one who could fix my teeth. I had to drive here from buddy where we live. Anyway, long story short, um, it, when he got the molds made for my mouth to make the braces, yeah. he put the mold afterwards in their, like, display to show what they can do. True. Because <laughs> with my mouth closed, that's how bad it was. So my, with my mouth closed, I could get my thumb in the roof of my mouth. Holy fuck. Like, that's how bad. I had, they had to take two teeth out on the top row to, just to be able to pull back. Did you have those, like, piston that. things? Is that what that was? Man, I had everything. <laughs> they had to give me, like, a special clear retainer for two years to wear before I could even get braces. Okay. Like mine were that bad that afterwards you usually get braces and they put a wire on mm. to hold it in place. After I was done, I was like, hey, I've seen a few friends that got that wire thing. Do I? Do you put the wire on to keep mine in place? He goes, wouldn't work for you. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, your muscle memory and your jaw structure was so formed to like a V shape, like a beaver. Yep. He's like, that it would just bend the wire. He's like, so instead I had to wear like braces till I was 18. It was the longest. I wanted to die through the process. Yeah, I can imagine. And then afterwards I had to wear a retainer and for another, till I was 21 because that's when your major growth stops. Yeah. So I had to wear it all up until I was 21 every night. It was painstaking. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, thankfully it's only gone back a little bit now, but fuck yeah. I have bad buck teeth. Yeah, right. Yeah, my teeth are fucked, but I just never did anything about Shout it. Shout out Peter Grant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, sorry, rewind. I got off track there, but <laughs> driving into Beanley, I have to admit, I thought like hadn't been here since my braces, and I used to think like, fuck, help me when I drive into yeah, Beanley. I think about uh, every day. And I drive. I took the exit, and as I was like, shit, am I going to die getting out of the car to do this podcast? <laughs> but then as I started driving, I was like, oh, this guy's in the burbs. Like we're in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, like, we're yeah. good, man. <laughs> like it made me feel good that I had to exit off this main road, and it was it st- started getting nicer and nicer. I'm looking around, I'm like. Shit, you know, when you start, you know, you drive through a shit area, but then you get to a certain point where you're like, you know, this is kind of nice. Yeah. Like, it's getting better. Like, yeah, I'll be yeah. honest, I live in a not great area, not far from Narang. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's certain points where you drive where, like, I won't even, okay, if anybody's watching this and lives Logan B and Lee, this, I fucking, my own house that I bought and I live at. I will not walk down to the 7-Eleven that's 100 metres from my house because I'm like, it's not safe. (laughs) Like, my missus is like, no, let's just walk down there. It's good to get a walk in. I'm like, literally this happened like two weeks ago. She's like, let's just walk down. It's not that far. And I'm like, I'd rather not, you know. Like, I'm not, I don't feel ashamed of where I live, but I also know I don't live in the Taj Mahal of Burley Head. (laughs) No one's safe where I live. Um, So I'm like, no, no, no. Literally 30 seconds later after I said that, we hear like, two people about to stab each other out the front oh, of my yeah. house, it's screaming, crazy. road rage, and I'm like, this is where I live. Yeah, yeah. This is why we drive to the shops. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't even take the rubbish out in the dark here. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I don't even, but uh, like, yeah, driving uh, after, anyway, exit off being like uh, M1, drive through, and like, yeah, it's like 18 minutes out or something like that, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, it's a bit more peaceful and yeah. Feels not so chaotic. <laughs> we could share some stories, but I feel like we've touched on them so many times. Yeah. Beanley could be After. the place I feel like that is either in 68 years' time, it's still the same place, yeah. and everything's just the same, but the paint's a little faded, yeah. or it's the next place to be. It's like, oh, Beanley's great. You know, it's between halfway point between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Like, I, yeah. I feel like that's what they've always sold it on, but it's yeah. still Beanley. Beanley like, is <laughs> Brisbane's Yatla for sure. Like... <laughs> People that are in Brisbane that go to Beanley are like, oh, it's not that bad. It's just yeah. Beanley. It's not that far. Like, it, funny on that, actually, I had to um, sell this to my missus because, like, you know, being a dad now, like, mm. I'll be honest. Like, I don't do fucking anything. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm scared to leave my own house. I'm like, yeah. are they, yeah, okay? oh, yeah, are they going to die? Like, I get tetri- like petrified. Now, leaving the company today, I knew you are a Brisbane comic, and I'm like, fuck. I'm going to be doing this podcast in Brisbane and I don't know how to break it to her. And today I'm like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about going to do this podcast. If she sees this, she's going to kill me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it's not that bad. I'm just in Yatla, you know. Yatla plus one. Uh, but that's how I sold it to her. I said, it's like near Yatla. And she goes, will you let me know if it's like, because she's heard that before. Yeah. She knows that's like how I tell even my fucking parents. If I'm going to Brisbane, I'm like, it's just past Yatla. Because otherwise they're like, be careful. Yeah, like, for sure. Are you going to be okay? It's mm. such a drive. Yeah. Like, they worry about it. So anyway, I told her, I was like, it's just near Yatla. I'll yeah. be all right. And then when I put in your address, and I'm like, it fucking is. <laughs> it's like one suburb away. I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm fucking, she needs me. I'm home in 18 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's fucking, um, everything's so different when you're a dad, eh? It's like fucking, yeah. I hate going to work every day. I'm like, yeah. fuck, are they going to be okay? Like, yeah, it's crazy, oh, man. Uh, yeah. Like, um, do you know what's confused me as well about being a dad? And I only get cancelled by dads for saying this, but so many people are like, um, you know, Oh, your whole life changes. You just wait till you become a dad. And it's like, you won't be able to do those things you do anymore. And it's like, what? Fucking pop MDMA and go clubbing every weekend? Like, I'm a straight in 180 anyway. I don't yeah, drink yeah. or smoke. Yeah. Like, I just love spending time with the people that I love. Mm, sure. So nothing fucking changed for me. That mm. grew. Yeah. Like, yeah. is this a G podcast, by the way? I no, swear. Yeah, say, say whatever. When I'm passionate, I just yeah. go on a tangent. But no, yeah, I'm like, people are oh, like, oh, Bill Cosby chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your, whole, your whole life's going to change. Like, you know, and the thing that pissed me off about that is 
Like things do change though. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. has to change. But like they'll be like, oh, you can't go to the movies. Anymore. Yeah, or you right. can't go do mm. this, or you can't forget going to the beach with your mates every Saturday and like working out down at the beach or whatever mm. I used to do in my free time. But the thing is, like, I don't want to fucking. Yeah, leave. You do other stuff. Yeah, I don't want to leave. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not that I'm not allowed to do those things anymore. I don't want to do it. Why? Because then I have to be away from that. Yeah, yeah. And that's 100%. not what I want. Yeah. So I everybody that I hear complaining about that, I'm like, you just fucking didn't want to be around. Yeah. Yeah. It's not being a dad problem. That's being a you problem. Yeah, exactly. Your kid's younger. Huh? Your kid's younger. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Uh, just one and she's eight months. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, okay, sweet. Yeah, I've got a, a six-year-old and a two-year-old and, like, I went through that phase and now it's like, yeah. fuck, I've booked 12 gigs this week. I'm yeah. not going to be here. Fuck, later. Good on you, man. <laughs> good on you. Yeah, I was about you, to ask you. guys are too fucking I'm like, crazy. Do I get, I'm like, do I get there or do I just <laughs> never want to leave? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's still, like, I still fucking hate it. But there's, like... I think it's different for you though, because you're a boy dad. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fucking twenty four seven. From how do you feel about that? By the way, I always haven't been a boy dad. Yeah. How did you at that rewind? Yeah, girl dad, boy dad. What did you think you were going to be? What did you want? Uh, so Nikita and I always wanted one of each. Yeah. Um, so we got the boy straight away, and we're like, "Fuck yeah, girl next." And then <laughs> let me put my order in. Yeah, we thought it was that easy. <laughs> Pre-order, it's like a test. Yeah, put, put eighty cents down. And it's here in twelve years. That's what we thought. Can I trial this for a week? Yeah, yeah. We thought it was literally that simple. Because, like, um, did you do any of that weird shit to try and influence it? Nikita did a hundred percent. She buys it down. And she, yeah, all that. She's shit like, she if you put a podcast mic on a ninety degree angle, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a girl. Any, any fucking uh, what's it called? Like, yeah, yeah, conspiracy theory on the internet or something, like, should be doing it. Like, I'd walk in the room, should be like doing handstands or some shit. She's like, she's changed language. (laughs) (laughs) Like, meetings. I need to speak Korean for a month and then we'll be fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, then we had some troubles getting to the second one and then, yeah, got the second boy. And like, at that stage, we're just like, fuck yeah, like, been happy with a dog coming out. Yeah, I feel like I didn't care much. Like, mm. people are like, what do you want? Like, yeah, oh, like, yeah, they ha- everyone has like this mad preference. But then I realized, and don't shoot me for saying this, but I realized, like, I grew up family of boys, mm. all boys, brothers. So in my head, immediately when I pictured a little boy, a male with my genetics and my DNA that's connected to me, my subconscious went, brothers. So mm. I'm having boys. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. That instinct kicks in where, like, I don't see anything else because all I had was boys growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, I had mum and it was just fucking, just, just a, a sausage fest in the house. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. all dudes. Now, fast forward, having bubs, um, when we found out that we're having a girl, dude, I have to admit like that night, like I didn't, I was like, sweet, we're having a baby. Like mm. I didn't care yeah, as long yeah. as that was yeah, the outcome. Exactly. But then, you know, I realised when that happened that a light switch went off a couple of nights before we found out, I was like, you know what, I actually want a girl. Mm. Like, what the? I want a little me walking around like fuck that. I'm annoying yeah. as shit. Yeah. Did you see me when I was a kid? Yeah, yeah, that's I had buck teeth. You wanted to kick me in the face. <laughs> All right, like no one wanted anything to do yeah. with little Josh. Yeah. And I know I was an ugly kid. Like I got the biggest ears and the biggest nose on the planet, and I've only just grown into them. Yeah, yeah. Like they were this size when I was eight years old. My brother used to say to me, "You'll grow into your head." It sort of happened. But it's, I'm still ugly. So anyway, we're having a girl, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like my missus, she's beautiful. Like. That's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. I hope that I have a little girl now and I can't wait to just, like, have this little princess. And, like, man, honestly, it's just been such a, a beautiful thing. And on that note as well, I don't know if as a boy dad you get this. This is another pet hate of mine as a parent. Yeah. But um, people will say, you know, they'll come up to you and they, they, they're doing, like, a, 
uh, and almost like they have one up on you and they'll mm. be like, oh, look, I'm really, like they might, in your instance, they might do it to the mum and go, look, I'm really sorry, but you didn't get a look in. Like they really oh, look yeah. like they're oh, yeah. Now people do that to me and they'll go, look, my missus there, bub's there. They're like, oh my God, she's so cute. She's so beautiful. Look at the eyes. Wow, mm. she's so pretty. Oh my God, look that. I'm really sorry, but mm. you didn't get a look in. She really looks nothing like yeah. you. And I'm like, like you should want be. My, you want my daughter to look like a dude? <laughs> you want my daughter to look like a grown ass fucking man? Like, you're apologizing because she doesn't look like me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should, I should be thanking yeah, you. Yeah, As a matter sure. of fact, yeah. if you said that my little girl looked like this, I'd be punching you in the face. Yeah. But they do it in such a condescending yeah, yeah. like, we, we wow, felt the same. I've got one up over you. And it's like, shut up. Yeah, you're we're saying a good thing. Yeah, yeah we felt exactly. Exactly the same because our oldest son, like, he's all growing up. Everyone's like, "Oh fuck, he's he's identical to you." And I'm like, "It's kind he's of good half idea. me." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so like, my wife Nikita, she used to get not upset about it, but like, I yeah, don't, yeah, you I know, know what I mean. mean. Yeah. And then our second son came along, and he was just like this little fucking cute thing with like these long eyelashes mm. and shit, and he like. And then everyone's You're like, like oh. double checking. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> did we get it? Yeah. Honey, we did it. Everyone's like, <laughs> still uh, a penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone's, everyone's like, oh, this one definitely looks like you. And like to my wife, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. like, fuck yeah, got one. And I'm like, go. <laughs> and yeah, you wait till she walks over and be like, you look like a little bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look like my wife. She, she was, um, but you're not sexy yeah. to me. <laughs> she you're was nothing. so, she was so devo. Our first son, because um, we found out we're pregnant. It was all excited. And it was like, um, I forget when you get your like gender scan. Is that is that like twelve weeks or something? Yeah. Drink pride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just chilling there, yeah. like, fuck all. We're not getting paid for this shit. Whenever, I'm it. whenever the gender yeah. one is, um, Nikita didn't want to wait because she was just obviously over to find out as chicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's like, I want to buy clothes. I want to do this. So she's like, we'll go to one of those places that can do it early and do a scan. Mm. So we went there and they scanned. They're like, oh, it's a little girl. Congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it was too early. So Nikita's in the mindset. She's like, we're having a girl. She's buying all this shit. My mum's buying all this shit. And they're fucking bought out all Big W and Kmart and shit. And then we went and got the legit like blood test or whatever Mm. it is. And they're like, oh, it's a little boy. And like, I looked over to Nikita and I could just see like, she was smiling, but But I could see in her eyes. She was like, like, what's happening? Wait, so you bought all girl stuff? Yeah, yeah. But... Wait a fucking second. All right. I don't want to get you cancelled, but it's 2023, and if boys want to wear girl shit, they fucking wear it. Yeah, okay? I know, exactly. They do fucking wear girl shit now. It's like, yeah, let's go. I was telling a story the other week how, like, um, my oldest son wanted to paint his nails, and yeah. my wife made him wait until I get home to ask me. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. I don't, like, I I don't give a shit. fuck. Yeah. Like, Rocket son. Yeah, like, exactly. 100%, man. I'm, now that I'm a dad, especially, like, I'm all fucking for that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, dude, like the amount of people who like form these constraints and like my missus apologizes to me because the amount of pressure people put on her to like, you know, you guys have to make sure you're cot training and like, but we fucking love having her in the bed with us. Like, especially like we'll start her in like the cot over nighttime and, you know, try to get used to her, used to independent sleeping, but then she'll just, you know, wake up and uh, it'll be like 3 Mm a.m. and and, like I wake up stoked because she's next to me in bed, except it's stoked, but also fucking terrified because I'm like, "Ah!" like, I could have killed you. What if I rolled on you? I'm fat as shit. Um, (laughs) So it's like petrifying because I'm like, oh shit, scares me. I'm like, am I careful sleeper? And I know I'm not, like I thrash. Um, So thankfully that uh, part of of my brain works. Well, I think like, even though you're asleep, you still know that you 
can't. Like, you yeah, know. I think there's like a. But I think she's in the cot. That's the weird thing because she's oh, in really? there when I go to bed. Yeah, so okay. I fall asleep and she's in there. But then some gets up to feed at like 12, 1 a.m. and then keeps her in bed. Yeah. After that, yeah. So in theory, in my brain, I'm like, I'm sweet. I can swing <laughs> all that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thankfully, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I just don't. We're the same. Like. We found that at the start as well. Everyone's like, you need to fucking do mm. this with the cot and the bassinet. Yeah. And this, 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 and this. Yeah. And it was like, we were stoked that they just wanted to like snuggle in beside yeah. us. Yeah. And shit. Even Fuck now, that. like if my six-year-old comes in in the middle of the night because he's just had a bad dream or something and he'll just come and nudge me yeah. and I'll be like, oh, this is nice. And just yeah. like snuggle up to him. 100% man, yeah. I'm like, I'm all for it. Like, I believe to just do what you want in your heart. Like anytime my missus says to me something when she's like, oh, like I kept her in bed last night. Do you think that's bad? And I'm like, are you happy? She's like, yeah. I'm like, am I fucking happy? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is Bubs happy? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's all that fucking matters. Yeah, like that is going to be my goal as a parent until I'm 80 or 90. I don't care what it is. Whatever the mass equation is to equal happiness, just yeah. do that. Yeah, and that's sure. my only advice I would give anyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're going to find there'll be people that tell you that you're doing stuff wrong no matter what you do. So. Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> I, um, and like, you used to have these talks with Ash as well, so before Ash had kids. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, I can only tell you what we did and what worked for us. You're going to figure out your own thing. Yeah. And, um, and you'll do it differently to how I did. But exactly. Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, that's wrong. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Nikita and I went through this as well because Nikita's sister had, like, a, a baby girl. And they're, like, obviously doing their own way. And, like, one day Nikita was on the phone to her sister and her sister must have said, like, oh, we've got a, a sleep in the pram or some hmm. shit. But they're at home and Nikita's, like you can't let him sleep in the pram. And I like had to like stop mm. her because I heard yeah. her. I'm like, fucking let him like, yeah. do whatever they want to do. Like, yeah. And yeah, then 100%, yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, you're right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like another thing people were so opinionated about is when we got a capsule. Oh, yeah. um, oh my God, what a freaking invention these, those things are. So before we even have those. One's like click I'm, in and click out. I'm yeah. out. Uh, I didn't know these existed. I thought I was inventing the next best thing in the world. <laughs> I was out in my message. We get the scan done. Massive flight of stairs, right? His parents come towards us. They're walking, and my missus is still inside. Like she's going to the toilet or something. And I'm out there. Parents come up the staircase, and um, there was I was just people watching. <coughs> Two people, parents, staircase, elevator over there. They get up Bold to look. they get up to they get up to the um, the staircase, and they had a pram, not a capsule. Yeah. And they looked at each other, and they were like, "Fuck!" Like they went to hold, do the awkward like carry, it, and then they went into the elevator to go. Yeah. And then another you know set of parents came up, and um. In my brain, in this next 30 seconds, I'm like, um, sorry, friends are calling me. Um, in that next 30 seconds, my brain was like, what if there was something that like, you could click into the car and then into the pram so you don't have to find an elevator or lift your kid yeah. up a flight of stairs? Yeah, yeah. And then two parents come up and they're like, unclick, dad carries yeah, it, yeah. mum folds the pram up, they walk up 15 stairs, 30 seconds they're set up again. Yeah, I'm yeah. like... What an invention! <laughs> I'm like, you get home, 11 o'clock at night, you've got baby in the car. Yeah. Everyone else I've seen in my life growing up, they get the baby out, you wake it up, you piss mm. it off, you get inside, you do the whole thing again. Capsule, stay asleep, yeah. go inside. Yeah, I'm like, best thing ever. But there's so many people, everyone I spoke to as a parent was like, nah, you only get, it'll only, this is my favourite thing I loved hearing. They go, oh, nah, they're no good. They'll only last you about nine to ten months. I'm like, that's when you fucking need it. Yeah. I don't want it to last till she's 17. Yeah, yeah. That's the point of having a baby that you don't want to wake up. Is when they're one and two, they're manageable to mm. an extent. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah we I'm loved like, our capsule. It was, yeah. Like you said, so Amazing. easy just to clip out of the pram, straight in the car, stay asleep, yeah. fucking done. Yeah, and they last as long as you need it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so many crazy, like, baby inventions out there. Yeah. I fucking... <laughs> 
We have frames we're trying to get rid of now. <clears throat> just sitting in the hallway. I'm like, mm. yeah, just we sitting there. We gave away like ninety percent of our shit because yeah. Nikita's best friend and her sister both had a baby at the same time, and I'm like, that's the best thing. Yeah, because Nikita- in your head you justify it. That's value. Yeah, exactly. It's priceless. You're like. I hate dealing with people on marketplace. Yeah, like yeah. you deserve it so much more than I those people yeah, on marketplace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Fucking, um, I was just thinking back then when you're talking about that when we went baby shopping for our, I forget if it was our first or second son, whatever. Um, Nikita had hyperemesis, which is like crazy morning sickness. So she made, had it up made, and made up word. Let's move <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> so she basically had morning sickness all day, every day up until about 32 weeks or something. Jesus. Yeah. And that's like, not morning sickness. That's just yeah. earth sickness. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she wasn't like good any day at all. And one day we like, it was getting to that time where we had to go to the baby shop to mm. buy fucking whatever it was. We're walking through the baby shop and all of a sudden she just sits on one of like the feeding fucking couches there. She's like, I don't feel yeah. good. Day. And I'm like, What's up? And she's like, I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, you can't. Like, we're going to get to the toilet. She's like, I can't move right now. Well, you're on a rocking chair. Like, yeah. This is baby bunting. <laughs> I don't have public liability. Yeah. yeah. It's like- so she, um, she just had to fucking like open her handbag and just oh, like, no. open her handbag. And I'm like, <laughs> well, whoever bought her that handbag, <laughs> that's what she yeah. thought of it. Yeah. And I just walked off and left her there. <laughs> you bought the handbag, <laughs> did. didn't you? <laughs> I did. You just got it for Christmas. Yeah. She's like, Bleh. She's like, I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah. So fucking awkward. Oh, that's funny. Um, uh, backtracking as well on one of the things that we were talking about before with <clears throat> being a dad and, like, uh, people have all their advice. You know, they tell you how to do things, how not to do things. Mm. And one thing I discovered is, um, you know, so the amount of people, like I said, that will say, you know, those cliche statements, you have no idea what's coming. Mm. You just wait. And um, my thing is, I think their problem is they're saying that because they thought they'd figured it out before their baby came and that's where they fucked up. Whereas I think having no idea is the best approach Mm. because then you have an open mind and you wing it and everything's not a problem. It's just a hurdle that you're jumping. So that pops up, all right, what's that? Jump over it, jump over it. Whereas if you have a baby and you watch all these things and do all this research and you form a pathway of like, this is how it's going to go. As soon as something outside of that field of view comes in, you're just overwhelmed and you're like, you can't deal with it. Mm. Like, and I love my missus to bits, but she, um, she had that element. And that part of that's because of the pressure people put on, you know, yeah. with their preconceived ideas and all this stuff. And I was like, I think we were a great balance because I'm such a wing at Wendy. Like yeah. I didn't know shit. Yeah. And that was the best thing because something would happen and I would just analyze it with not an overthinker's brain. And I'd be like, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. Like, it could just be this, like, it could just be that. And then it managed, it, we worked really well together that way. I balanced yeah. her out. She organized shit because I'm not organized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it yeah. worked really well. <laughs> We're pretty much the same way. I remember that growing up as well. Like, I don't know why, but I always just fucking took in shit around me. And then when we found out we were pregnant. Water. <laughs> when we found out we were pregnant, I thought back to like my childhood. And I remember like my uncles and aunties because I was, no, I'm the second oldest of like, I don't know, 20 cousins. So I saw like all them be born and grow up and mm. shit. And I remember like being with them at Christmas time and shit and they're doing all like the stereotypical fucking, this is what you have to do. This is what the book says. This is right. fucking, this is what this video yeah. we watched said. Yeah. And then like. And you're like, what if this happened? Yeah. And then we had our kid and like, luckily, like you said, like my f- partner's, she's super organized, but she's cruisy enough to know that, okay, let's she's like. malleable. Let's put the book mm-hmm. down and try this fucking James's crazy yeah. idea of yeah. holding the baby by its ankle. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, yeah there's some fun. crazy stuff out there, man. Mm. Stuff that works, like, and stuff you'll discover as well. Like, I discovered like a hack for my baby, and like she 
like, and I think a lot of babies, they um, they love n- just noises. Like, mm-hmm. and that was like my my hidden talent as a dad came out yeah. because like I grew up as a kid, like I knew how to beatbox, I knew how to like <laughs> talk like Donald Duck <laughs> oh, and yeah. shit. Like, and I just look at her and she'd be crying, bawling her eyes out, and then you introduce a sound she'd never heard before, and you're just like. <laughs> It's like Donald Duck having a fit, and she's yeah. just like, "That's amazing." Yeah, uh, or you like, you click, you just like, and like she just loves it, like yeah, absolutely right. loses it. But yeah, you know, cool. in those moments, sometimes it's hard to be like, "Oh, it's okay, they're there." Like you talk to it, you, and you're trying to calm your baby down, nothing works, and mm. I'm just like, "Bam, beatbox!" Yeah. She's like, "What's that sound?" Yeah. She just loves it. Is that Joel Turner in the modern day public? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's it, Joel Turner, man. What a champ! Yeah, he is a champ, hey. Yeah. I hit, him up. I hit him up on Instagram to come on the show, but he hasn't no, gone back to me. He will. He Once will. he sees that you got Prime. Do you yeah. know why? Because all, no matter who it is, like it could be someone not that famous, and you'll DM them, and it just goes into the hidden box now. Yeah. And as soon well, as you see that. He's okay. seen, yeah, oh. he, he left me on scene. John Fuck Cena. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he looks at his own shit or someone else? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy how many, um, and again, like you just said, I don't know if it's them or their like, publicists yeah. and shit. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy how many... Celebrities or influencers, whatever you want to call them, you can message and then they'll he talk can't. back to you yeah. in yeah. a way. Like yeah. I was telling these boys last week, Fat Boy Slim's coming to Australia, so I just shot off a fucking random message. I'm like, yeah. want to come on the podcast? And he's like, fuck, uh, thanks for thinking of me, man, but I don't think I'm going to have enough time when I'm in Brisbane because I'm only there for one night, uh, maybe next time or something like Good that. Good on you, man. And I'm like, that's fucking yeah. crazy. That yeah. Fat Boy Slim, like a, a dude I've been listening to <laughs> yeah. since the 90s. It pays off, man. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, the really. Like, you just got to ask, like, what's what's the? Yeah, heart exactly. That's that's that was a massive hurdle I had to get over. Like, <clears throat> even um, like this little show that I'm putting together, it's like just sending that initial message, going, "Hey, do you want to be on this comedy show I'm putting together?" Oh, when you're trying to get people, to yeah, yeah. It. And it's just so fucking awkward and weird. Like, so most, like people are just people is the thing. You got to like, yeah. You, like you could think of yourself as a, just a person, mm. right? But you don't think of other people as just people. Yeah, yeah. You know me. I fucking hate ordering Subway. Yeah, like, <laughs> you do. Uh, you could use this as an ad if you want for your podcast. But Prime, like, drink dude, Prime. Just think about it. Like, if they say no, it can't get any worse. Like, <laughs> that is a good one. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Just like use that. And if they say no, just like yeah, I don't know, fine. use that. Maybe yeah, you could yeah. use that. Like reply to them. Like you said no, but it can't get any worse. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Even if they don't even look at it again, you just like have the one up on them. Really. Now, really, no. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in control of this situation. Yeah. <clears throat> That's why I don't have a podcast <laughs> or a publicist. Yeah, um, but yeah, I actually have done a similar thing. You know, on that note, I think it's like such an overlooked topic in this, you know, day and age, especially cancel culture, is uh, the amount of people that like they'll wait for someone to do something wrong and they'll DM these celebrities Mm. and say, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, or they come after people on like Love Island and like all these people that get attacked. Mm. But the crazy thing is, no one does the opposite. I don't think anyway, like unless it's a slimy guy sliding into a a chick's DM. I don't think a lot of people go out of their way. Just to message a, a talented guy that's been doing, like, uh, got a rock band for the last eight years yeah. and he's doing a good job and he's got, like, 10,000 followers. No one's messaging that guy to say, hey, man, love your shit, keep doing it, like, good job. I don't think enough people do that. And I am, like, a bit of a weirdo because I've done that to, I don't know, five, ten people yeah. that I admire. They're not that huge. Uh, one of them is, shout out Johnny P. He's an Australian uh, hip-hop artist. And that's how, I, we're like friends now, but I just hit him up on Instagram. I was like, hey, man, I just seen one of your videos. Like, he's an Aussie rapper, but he's super clean. 
super like intelligent and I love that. He's not just like swearing every second yeah, yeah, word, yeah. being the alpha male. And so I just said, hey, man, like no one's doing that these days. You're doing a sick job. I just want to let you know you've got a new follower. I admire your shit. Yeah. Message me back, follow me back, became friends. I ended up opening for the guy when he came to Brisbane True. to do a show. And I was like, hey, man, why don't we do some comedy in your like show? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, fuck it. All right. And yeah, it's just I asked not yeah, being afraid yeah. of being told no. That's so sick. I ended up doing comedy between each of his acts, okay. which was very strange. <laughs> was it really, well, but, but did it go well? It actually, yeah, it went well, man. Like yeah. I had a few, quite a few good laughs. And yeah. especially after my first set, uh, there was a few people that found a liking to me and they would kind of be like, shut the fuck up to other people. Like yeah. and a few people filmed me and you could hear on like the videos after on people's Instagram stories and stuff, people were like, shut up yeah. to the people next yeah. to me yeah, yeah. while I'm doing a bit. Um, even though like I was cool. really careful with the bits I did because like you can't get into a story about your, your big toe yeah you know when someone's rapping yeah 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 so I had to be real loose and like out there sort of material for them to pay attention for sure um, but yeah like on that story I just hit someone up I said hey yeah. man I admire what you do with no plans of getting anything back and he just he liked that and he yeah. admired it so yeah fucking great. I do that heaps too as well how like, to you man literally this morning so I went to Kevin Hart last night and we're sitting... <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Kevin Hart's on the so, podcast, so actually. I, I did message Kevin Hart. He didn't get back to me. Uh, no, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> what were we thinking? Ash. Ash? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll go into that after if you want. But um, same deal. We're sitting there. So um, doors open at 5.30 and they're like, you have to get there like between 5.30 and 6 or something. So we get there and we're chilling. While we're sitting in the lobby, they're like... Um, the doors are going to open at 8.15 and we're like, fuck. So we're just going to be sitting here for like two hours or whatever it is, three hours. So we're just chilling there. And only because I like, I followed this guy's come up, um, the dude that invented uh, Culture Kings. Have you guys yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shop. I used so, to buy from him. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Like when he was in that little dingy fucking Bape, shop. Billion Dollar <laughs> yeah, Boys yeah. Club, yeah. Dollars and Diamonds. Yeah, so only because I've like, Done that now. Follow him on Instagram and shit, and he's like posting all his stuff. Anyway, he just walks straight past us in all like the crowd, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like, it's crazy that he's like a multi-millionaire, li- owns so one of the key. biggest fucking so like key. penthouses yeah. on the Gold Coast, and he's just cruising through here, yeah. just like a normal guy. And I, yeah. I like, I wanted to go and say hey, and I'm like, yeah. "It's weird." So I just like sent him a random message this morning. I'm like, "Hey man, saw you last night. Fucking wanted to come." That's and so say weird. Hi. I was talking. I, know, I wasn't yeah, talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, just fucking, I didn't want to interrupt, like, your fucking date night or whatever, but just wanted to give you fucking I was flowers. Like, don't out you know, me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, 100%. No one reaches out to anyone. Yeah. And that's probably what you want to hear. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. especially cancel culture. Like, everybody's all about cancelling people. But what about fucking putting people, like, you know, giving them a pep in their step? Like, I've had it happen to me maybe twice. Like, and that's like, I've amassed, like, a, a little following on TikTok and, like, it's like, I don't know, like 70 or 80,000 people. And you would think out of that, there's a lot of people that like, oh, this guy's funny. That's why I'm following him. Never happens. There's been like, like I said, one or two people that have just been like, hey, uh, one of them, I screenshot it and he said, you're the type of comedian I would pay to see. Yeah. And I just, that just stuck with me. I'm like, fuck man, like, holy shit, I need to keep uploading videos. Like mm. this guy seen something I did and went, hey, that's clever. It's intelligent. It's funny. Yeah. If you have a show somewhere, I'll pay money to see you. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's what I'm trying to do. For sure. Like that. And people just don't say that stuff these yeah. days. They'll yeah. just be like, haha, tag their mum. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's fine. <laughs> but like, tell me I'm doing all right. For like, sure. After the fucking, um, the raw <clears throat> thing last week, it just felt like obviously neither of us got through, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it, after the gig, I reckon I had maybe five people in the crowd come up to me and just be like, good job up there, you fucking crushed. Like, your shit was hilarious. I had half that, but yeah. <laughs> That's the same thing. I think it's some guy we just paid. Yeah, yeah. I think. And then um, the, the like two of the judges came and had a chat to me as they were, I don't know if it's because they were walking past me or whether. <laughs> we have to say something to yeah, them now. Yeah, yeah. But they were just like, oh, good shit up there. Like, we can see the path you're going down. It's the right path. Like, we can see you being like a funny club comedian one day. And I'm like, like just hearing that, I was like, yeah, it's better than making it through. Yeah, like, bloody oath, man. You do yeah. it amazing. And it's funny, you know, when we met, I walked up to you with no hesitation because I, I'm a, like I said, I'm a bit of a hermit, like in public settings, Same. especially ever since I turned the age of 20, I fucking hate alpha male energy. Oh, yeah. If I'm in a room and Same someone thinks, beta. someone thinks <laughs> that <laughs> you are, do you know what's yeah, ironic man. about that is uh, as well? I think a true alpha is someone who thinks they're not one. Mm. Someone who's like, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, like Barack Obama. I feel like he's, he was quite a humble dude that just spoke very clearly and yeah. said, spoke his mind with no intention of being, you know, looked higher up to. And this is someone that doesn't know much about politics, but he just gives off that aura, yeah, you know, sure. like whereas Donald Trump, you get that whole, like he's trying to sell a, an ego and an alpha male and a, an alter ego that you just... That's uh, his brand, though. Yeah, yeah, it just gets in, like, it gets under my skin and I hate it. So if I, like, I can't train at the gym because alpha male energy just, like, gets under my skin. Yeah, right. And you just didn't give that off. Like, and you're a bitch. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I got that beta as too. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, dude, beta's actually spelt like someone with really bad spelling would spell better. So, yeah. ironically, I think we're <laughs> better. Yeah, like or your doctor I spelled would spell. We're better than alpha. <laughs> right, it was me. Um... But yeah, like yeah, I'm not a fan of the alpha energy. And when I seen you, I was just like, you can just feel it in someone's yeah. presence. Where like, hey, I like this person. You know, I'm not going to have a pissing contest with this yeah. guy. He's not going to try and one up me. As soon as I get that vibe, I'm like, we'll chat all night. Yeah, yeah. I'll be. I'll guarantee I'll be the least confident person at any gig I go to. Like I'll just be flailing around and chatting so? to the people I know. Like, yeah, me too, man. Like I'm really in my. Like there was a guy. Shout out Roman who got through. I think. yeah. He was the only comedian in the in the uh, one of the only comedians in the uh, what do you call it in the green room. He just came up to me and he's like, like, bam, he's yeah, like, hey man, good luck, like have fun out there tonight. And I was like, he has no idea who I am. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe see me gig here and there. He might be one of your seventy thousand. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's just a nice guy, man. And, and shout out anyone who's like that, like the guy out of there. I try to, hmm. like, if I see someone in their shell. Um, but like I said, they've really got to give off fucking beta energy. <laughs> if I feel like, if I feel like they're going to try and shake my hand harder than I'm shaking theirs, forget it. Yeah, yeah. Like, over there holding flowers. That's, that's my least favorite thing, and I know it. Like I'll see someone across the room, and I'll be like, get that vibe. I'm like, I don't fuck, don't come near me. Yeah. And then they'll shake my hand and they'll squeeze harder than oh, I did. Yeah. I'm like I fucking knew it. Yeah, yeah. I should have just shot you and I had the chance. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Yeah, it's, it's fucking yeah. I like. Even Sunday night was prime example. I think everyone... That's the prime. Hey! <laughs> I told you it was sponsored. Um, everyone pretty much fucking crushed. Like, it was... Yeah. It was probably it was the hottest tough, room man. I've been in. I was like... I got off and I went, not a chance. Yeah. I felt good about myself. Yeah. I'll get off, I'll get off yeah. any gig. And, like, um, Sunday's probably one of my best, to be honest. Like, and But I still put the mic in the stand and I go, you're a piece of shit. Fucking, that sucked. <laughs> And I walked, and as I walked back, like towards the green room again, everyone was high fiving me, yeah. going fucking six set. I get back there, and like, I had a couple of like mate comedians up the back, and they're like, "Dude, that was fucking like the best we've ever seen." Yeah. And then like, like it fucking it inhaled me a little bit, and I'm like, "Fuck, maybe I have a chance here." And then they yeah. read the winners, and yeah. I'm like, "I'm a piece of shit." Do you know what? Can <laughs> I pause you there though? Because I really felt that in my gut partially as well. Um, but the important thing I want to 
touch base on for you and for anyone else who's doing anything out there is you'll often get caught up in your mind of like, oh, you'll go do raw and you don't get through. And that's the thing that you like, fuck, if you can't do that, you can't make it. And it's yeah. like, no, man, like I'm opening for a comedian this year. His name's Blake Pavey, young guy, yeah, yeah. pretty big on TikTok. Yeah. He, we started at a similar time and he's just blown up. For sure. Similar guy, get along well, message him ages ago. Hey man, you're sick. Yeah. Love what you do. That's We've sort of become acquaintances yeah, and yeah. now I'm fucking opening for him for sure. um, when he comes to the Gold Coast now. Um, what I'm getting at is you look at someone like Blake Pavey, like I don't think he's done Raw or anything like that. He just went on TikTok yep. and he's huge now. Like there's so many parts you can carve out and it's so hard to leave Raw and not make it through and then keep pushing and finding a new door to open. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% know what you mean. And I follow Blake Pavey. Um, Luke Kidgel's another one. Like these guys are sort of breaking the mold of – because like I'll go to the gig, like local gigs at the moment. I like – I don't want to shoot myself in the foot here, but it's like it's like you almost go to these gigs and you're just waiting for someone to open a door for you. Like, right. okay, I've got to yeah. go and do this open yeah. mic. And then if I do well here, someone's going to see me. They're going to let me in this one. Yeah, it's going to be some guy with a black tie. Exactly, yeah, suit, yeah. And he's just like, you. Yeah, and then I follow guys like that and they're just like, like fucking... scouting in like American college football or whatever. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's so yeah. much scouting. It's more... I find it more like clicky. Like yeah. you were saying oh, with yeah. the whole beta and alpha energy. Yeah. Like, I'll... <clears throat> And that's another thing, I don't really go for the, the hang. Like, yeah. I've got a wife and kids I need to yeah. get home to. Like, I want to do I my set go, and get exactly, out. Exactly. Yeah. So I go there for a purpose. Like, this is what I want to be doing. I don't want to fucking come to your house at 3 a.m. and smoke weed and talk yeah. about fucking yeah, yeah. Like aliens. Even, like, even uh, when they did Raw, they're like, oh, you have to stick around for the whole night and like wait. And I'm like, look, man, like I love comedy. The art for me, I love writing shit out of my head out of nowhere and then seeing people laugh at it. Like yeah. being able to give people that have had a shit day a moment of happiness is the most rewarding feeling ever. For sure. Not sitting in the crowd for 58 minutes afterwards dwelling on it. Yeah. Like So once I've done my set and I've let everyone in the crowd feel good, I just want to go home. Yeah. And uh, you know, thankfully... Don't watch this raw, but uh, my <laughs> seven-month-old, she was having a meltdown when I did my, uh, what do you call it, audition. Mm. And I was like, look, guys, i got to go. I'm so sorry. And they're like, look, you've got a good excuse or whatever, yeah. but really we'd like you to be sticking around. And I'm like, man, moments like that I think like, can I even make it as a comedian if that's what is expected? Yeah. Like, I can't hang around after. I just want to go home and make sure my missus and my bub is okay. Yeah. Up, and, up until the last month or two, I've stuck around regardless. I'm like, this is what you've got to do. Yeah. And then the last month or so, unless one of my mates is on towards the back end, yeah. I'll just be like, look, I've got to get up at three tomorrow morning for fucking work. Like, yeah. I'm out. Like, Fucking oath, man. I'm the same. Like, I'm like, hey, look, nothing against you guys, but like, i got clients that are going to be calling me tomorrow morning up my ass being mm. like, hey, where are you? Where's this? Where's that? Where's that email? Where's this? My phone's going to be ringing. I've got people to answer. And if they're like, why aren't you here? Why are you half asleep? I'm like, so I went to this comedy gig last <laughs> yeah. night in the valley. <laughs> And then, yeah, stayed there yeah. till 11 and, yeah, that's yeah. it, man. Sorry I'm late. You're like, what? No, yeah, just go home at 8 and get your job done. Yeah, that's super big. What that's I'm, in my like, head anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm super big on that, that, like, I'm going there for a reason. If, if fucking some of my mates are there, then sure, let's hang out and have a beer, have fucking run some shit by each other and have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. Talk but about each like, other's set after, give some yeah, feedback. I love it, that shit. But if the show starts at 7, I'm the first act. I eat a bag of dicks in front of everyone, and then yeah. I'm just going to yeah. sit there and be like, oh. Do you know what's funny about that too? I did not do well on my raw audition at oh, all. Really? I hadn't picked up a microphone in a year at least at all. So hectic with business at the moment, stressing my ass off, didn't get time to rehearse my set. The only thing I did do is put my material loosely together before I was doing it that 
day yep, uh, yeah. of Raw and then timed it in my head with a stopwatch on the way there. And every time it was overtime. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. fucked. Got there, thought I'll wing it, try my best, did my set. Halfway through my finish joke, just time, music starts blaring. True. I just got cut off. I'm like, first of all, I look like an amateur now because I didn't time my set. And I didn't. Yeah. I knew I was unprepared. And uh, these guys are just like, this guy's an amateur. He's not ready to make it. There's no fucking way. See you later. You're in the bin. Yeah. So... When I went home early with my bubs and my missus, I had fun. People laughed, but I fucked up. I'm not ready to be a professional comedian yet. And then I find out that I went through and I wasn't even like a wild card. I was just one of the ones they put mm. through. I was like, holy shit. Like, that was a big kick in the ass to be like, you're an idiot. You yeah. should have paid mm-hmm. more attention to your set. And you've got something that someone sees in you. So, yeah. you know, work on it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, two things there. Um, like, the first one is I was super nervous about that in my second like the one that you were on because Ty Thomas, who was the first act and like I'm mates with him, he got played off straight away, like strict on the five. And I'm like, fuck. Cause that day I timed myself and I was hitting around the four fifty like mark. And I'm like, fuck people better not mm. laugh at my shit too much. Like <laughs> otherwise I'm going to go over. Yeah. So I'm, legit. I'm, I'm peaking yeah. the whole time. And I don't know if you remember, but the, um, the show, this is the first time Nikita came to watch me, ever. Oh, this weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I go, as long as you're at the back of the room, I'm going to be fine. We get there, they go, oh, come this way, ma'am, your seat's here. Fucking front. Fuck yeah. And there's low tables. and the there's high tables. Yeah, there's high tables. They've sat her at the front high table, so she's fucking right there. <laughs> anyway, she sits with another um, Brisbane Thor. open micer, Chris Walters. Thor. Yeah. And straight away, the MC, first fucking thing she ever says is, Oh, are you two here together? Like to Nikita oh. and this dude. And Nikita's like getting all awkward like yeah. she would. She's like, oh, no, no, my husband's performing, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she just kept mm. going at these two, making it awkward. Yeah. And then I knew, like, while I was sitting there waiting to go on, I'm like, I need to fucking bring up that that's my wife. Yeah. So while I, um, I did my first joke, second joke's about Nikita. So I'm like, um, when I first started dating my wife and then – Paused and I'm like, she's actually here on a date with Chris tonight, and the crowd fucking lost it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I knew that'd get the crowd on side, yeah, so good. I had to put it in there. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, well, that's another five to ten seconds I hadn't yeah. planned for. Yeah. Like, and I already knew I was going to be tight, so I was fucking peaking. Yeah, I I did a similar thing. I I get a lot of bad feedback for this from people. Not trying to be mean, but even comedian mates of mine who they'll be like, dude. You what do you mean by bad feedback? Is in the feedback is bad? Or no, like the feedback is in like, yeah, they'll be like, look, man. I don't think it's a good idea to chop and change your set. Like, I'll go have my set written, go to get up, and then, like, Steve and Em will do a bit on uh, speed dating. Yeah. And, then, like, all these, like, bits, and I'll be like, fuck, I want to do my speed dating bit. And and plus, it makes my set more comfortable because I'm touching base on other topics already brought up. Yeah. So it feels more natural for me, mm. and I'm less nervous. And the crowd warms to me easier. So then I'll go to get up, have a full set, and I'll just change it out, do a new bit, bit of improv mm. and that's my style of comedy yeah. I love doing that but yeah, a lot of people are like mate if you want to make it as a comedian you need a golden five that you need to craft and get that good and I'm like I just don't enjoy it as much yeah. so I'm probably never going to make it but yeah <laughs> I like but I'm okay it. with that yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that yeah. yeah that's another thing like the last I don't know I, I, I feel like I've turned a corner the last month or two and I've super at gigs I've been I've always been strict on this is my script this is what I need to get up there and say right. but, but now like um Thursday night I did a gig and it was a it was a pretty tough room like it was hard and the lady that runs it she's like I'm going to put you up last because um, your shit's dirty and I know the crowd's going to love it so I'm sitting there watching people like go through and I'm like fuck they're not going to like my shit because everyone that's dipping their toe in dirty shit it's not really working and I'm I'm just getting ready to eat a massive bag of dicks 
Um, and then, yeah, I get halfway through my like dog fingering bit, and I get to the part where I got to like stick my finger up the dog's ass, and no one reacts. And I'm like, what? So we're just all a fucking bunch of dog fingers in here? And then the crowd lost it, and it like that was just like breaking the ice, and it was like breaking yeah. away from my script. If yeah. I had it kept going, yeah. it would have been yeah. another nine minutes of eating fucking beer. Yeah, you got to address the elephant outside. in the room. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, from that moment, like, they were just laughing at everything I said and it turned into a fucking mint gig. Yeah. yeah. I, on the day of doing my second Raw set, I went to get up and I had a something that happened to me the morning of doing my set and I always love opening my set with something that happened to me that day mm. or something that happened at the venue before I got up because yeah. it just is, like, immediate weight off my chest. They've heard my voice. They're happy with my presence. Yeah. They, they don't, they're not throwing glasses at me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas if you get up and you like get into a bit about a bottle cap that you wrote eight months ago <laughs> yeah. and they're just looking at you and you can tell they don't like you, it's so hard to fumble through that. 100%. I find. Something to that I feel like you are, by talking about something relevant, so something that happened to you that day or something that happened to you before on stage, you're making yourself more real as lack of a better term, rather than just up there performing. A, yeah, a, a, that's true. It's like you're making a connection with the people by like, no, this happened like 10 minutes ago or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. And people, I think people can really feel it in a comedian. When you get up there and you're talking about something that actually happened, yeah. like I'll write a bit and I'll be like, this is loosely based on something that happened, but I, I haven't got the enthusiasm or the passion there because mm. it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to sell it. Yeah. And that, shines through your material, I think. Yeah. Whereas if something just happens to you or is very closely tied to it, the crowd feels it. They buy it. Yeah. You. Like the bit I did about the pancake, yeah. swimming lessons, that happened a week before Raw. Yeah, like okay. So, so new. Mm-hmm. Never performed in front of anyone. Yeah. And that is my bit that killed. Like yeah. out of anything, I'm like, that was felt good. But yeah, it was yeah. just my life. It felt good to me. That's – um, so – I'm like trying to do this little thing where I read a book a month. And because I was watching Kevin Hart this month, I wanted to read his book. Um, and he brought that up. He's like, fucking, I did stand up for three or four years or something just on little like fucking, how about this cup of coffee joke sort of thing. And then Keith Robinson brought him in and he's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like no one knows you because you're saying that. Yeah. And then he started doing these like story jokes yeah. about his life and his dad being a fucking crackhead and yeah. all this shit. And then that's when everyone started to like buy into him. And I've, like, again, I told you guys a little while ago that I stopped doing, like, jokey jokes and I've started... Stories. Yeah. yeah. yeah Selling stories of my life me and just too. putting a bit of fucking salt and pepper on them. Yep. Just, like, ramping it up. Yep. Do you know... Uh, are you, sorry. No, no, you're right. Project, um, I'm, I'm being really... Trying to be really mindful of that, but having the headphones on is not helping. <laughs> like, no, it's not as easy no. to, like, yeah, no, trying to get us. the hang of it. People are probably going to watch this podcast and go, this guy's a fucking dick. No, no, what an no. alpha piece of no, shit. Yeah. You're fine. Um, yeah, so um, what we were saying. Are you drinking that? <laughs> what were we saying? Yeah, I changed. I'm trying to recap what were we were just saying. Uh, I think you were about to say, drink prime. <laughs> you're talking about. You're talking no, about, talking about the crowd, um, talking yeah, about using like my life moments more for bits. Yeah, so I would do a bit. I'd get out there and talk about like, you know, uh, I'll tell you, I never use this anymore. This is the first joke I wrote that my best mate's dad heard and went, mate, have you thought about stand-up comedy? And that's what started it for me. And it's just literally, um, I, I'll probably butcher it, but it's like no matter what woman you have in your life, like, you know, you'll be constantly reminded at least once a month that women truly are the fiercest, moodiest, most emotional things ever. Mm. Period. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. it. It's a one-word joke yeah, with a punchline yeah, yeah. that I wrote down in my notes before I even started comedy. And I was like, hey, this has kind of got something to it. I didn't mm. think it was funny, but he's, anyway, he's a performer and anything. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of funny. Now, 
those jokes, yeah, that I write down and craft and work on, I, I just got to a point where I would get up there and like, I don't like walking off stage and people think I'm an idiot or the dumb guy because I had to sell that I was an idiot or I misunderstood something in order to sell that joke. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had to be like, oh, someone said this to me, but I thought they meant this. Yeah. And then it goes into the joke. Yeah. It's like, no, I just want to be able to like look intelligent and talk about like swimming lessons and how the song is silly. Yeah. And people can go, fuck, he's got, he's analyzed something in real life in an intelligent For way. Sure. He's a comedian. Yeah. I feel like there's a different. Because then every, every parent in the crowd will go, fuck. Like, I know that song from yeah. Swimming Lessons, oh and my it is God. fucking stupid. That is another amazing moment that happened to me is that someone on the Brisbane comedy page tagged me. Uh, that was another, like, moment. I was like, that is fucking awesome. I don't know if she's a performer or uh, just was a, a fan, or, like, that follows whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It still felt good. Uh, <laughs> and she said to me, oh, you, something like, it was just nice, and it said, I haven't been able to stop singing uh, that Pancake song all day. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking that. about that. Yeah. And I'm like... That's another one of those, like, hey, if you perform somewhere, I'd pay yeah, money to it's stuck in there. Yeah, it's like, that is what you want as a comedian. Yeah. If you want to leave, you leave Kevin Hart, and the next day you're talking about the bit about his dad going, all right, all right, yeah, all right. Exactly. It's like, he doesn't realize, but that is his moment where he did it. For sure. That was my little moment where I'm like, I fucking yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. thought about that connected song it, and definitely. connected it to me, and I'm a comedian in her head now. Yeah. Like, those are the moments that I just like. 100%. Oh. Yeah. No, that's the best shit. Because I am, um, someone called me the other day. And conveniently, I had the day off work for whatever reason. Um, and he called me. He's like, oh, I'm driving to work. I just had this random thought. Can I run this bit by you? And I'm like, sure. And then he's talking me through it. And I'm like, oh, this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's funny. I'm like, but this part in the middle is like a little clunky and like wordy. Did that part actually happen? Because it was like a, a story. Yeah. I'm like, did that part actually happen? Or is that something you've changed? He's like, oh, none of this story happened. It's just something I made up. And I was like. No, that's why it doesn't make yeah. sense. Like, it doesn't connect. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, there's what? no parts of it. Like, I feel like with a true story, there's a, a mountain you're climbing, and there's certain parts of the story that are just were moments that were quintessential to mm. whatever happened that make you really buy into it. And the crowd's like, yes, yes, mm. yes, tell me yeah. more. Whereas I, if you're it's got to build. It, I can't. Yeah. If you're selling it and you make the story up, you might write it in a way that, like, you go here and then back down here yeah. and then here, and the crowd's just like, what is going yeah. on? I, um, off. Yeah, I was listening to Rogan yesterday, had Andrew Schultz on, and he said something that was like pretty interesting to me. I haven't tried it yet, but he's like, what I do, he's like, I'll just sit down and I'll write... Rogan said or Schultz said? Schultz said. Yeah. He's like, I'll write out whatever I'm having anxiety about, like in that moment. And he's like, because everyone struggles with some form of anxiety. And he's like, then I will go from writing that down to talking to some friends and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is this crazy thing I'm going through with anxiety. Yeah. And then obviously if, if you're with quite, like close friends, they'll rip on you hmm. about whatever anxiety you're having, like fucking you're stupid, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. like, that's where I'll find the bits. Like yeah. they're ripping yeah. on me. Then I'll say that on stage. There's going to be fucking 50 other people having Thinking that same about, anxiety yeah, about yeah. that same shit. And yeah. it's just like that connection. And it's like, Or yeah. knowing someone that has it and like have thought those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah I sure. find it's that's like kind of a hidden art to comedies. If you can, uh, if you can quickly pop the balloon of those thoughts that they're having by pointing it out, you will immediately get a laugh. It's for like sure. being a kid in trouble with the principal's office, and yeah. if you're both thinking the same thing, and one of you looks at the other one in that certain mm. way, you both lose it. Yeah, yeah. That's the game you're playing, yeah. I think, with the Definitely, crowd. Yeah, is they're thinking it, but they're not saying it. Yeah, yeah. you point it out for them. I love yeah, that. yeah. Because at the start, I was just fucking around with trying to write something that would be. Like, I was trying to be too edgy and funny at the same time, and I was like, it's just, it didn't work for so many months. And unfortunately, a lot of the right people saw me at that moment. So now it's, like, hard to 
get into those that next level of rooms yeah. and shit like that. And I'm like, and then some of them over the last couple of months have seen me in these other rooms and they're like, fuck, you've gotten way better, which is more of those moments you're talking about. And like, yeah. I'll fucking but what do you expect? It. Of course, if you're persistent, then you're, but that's the whole Yeah, idea. exactly. Like it's, I don't yeah. know, man, I'm not trying to be a dick, but there's some people that are persistent and you just like, <laughs> I see some bits and I'm like, man, that's not funny. Yeah. Like you're just alienating the crowd, making yeah. them feel like shit. Yeah, like, there's those as well. Yeah, so there's certain ways to do things uh, right. And I think it's an important thing to that is it's ve- I think it's very important to have people in your life or your circle that are n- like my whole life and my whole life circle of people are no bullshitters. Like, mm. just tell me how it is. If it's yeah. not funny, tell me. Don't Adrian's laugh. Big on that. Don't What's laugh. That? Yeah, don't big pretend. On big on Truth telling. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I've got I don't some give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some, you know, conversation with mates that are comedians, and I'll just be like, mm, I don't know about that bit. It's mm. not that funny. And like, I appreciate it if they do it back to me. And yeah. I'm just like, really, you don't think so? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, Nah, dude, it's not there. And I'm like, All right. Like Ash's toothpaste bit. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Ash, the guy that used to sit there, he came up with this toothpaste bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> came up with this toothpaste funny. toothpaste bit on like one of the first episodes, and he's trying to sell it to us for ages, and we're like. It's not funny, man. Like, leave it. That's the whole no, purpose it, of the toothpaste tube. But it became um, funny it, because it, it yeah, was funny to us. It became but. funny, yeah, because he was trying to sell it so hard. And we had Stephen M on and shit, and he was trying yeah. to sell it to him and blah, blah, blah. What does Stephen think? He's a good he analyst. <laughs> no, he's a good analyst. He, no, he's too polite, though. I still haven't. That's crazy that me and, like, Steve haven't run into each other. Like, But he does mostly Gold Coast, right? Yeah, he does. Um, anyway, yeah. so for Ash's last show last weekend, I was like, I had a gig in a pretty like low end room, and I'm like, I'm just going to do this on stage for him and just show him it's not good. Oh, that's great! <laughs> yeah, that's so I did that's it. Sick. I did it as my closing joke, <laughs> and then the crowd was just quiet for like ten seconds, what? and I'm like, "All right, thank you very much." I, I think I did that once with Stephen M. I was opening or not? I was doing comedy somewhere, and I touched base on one of his bits or like tried to butcher it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's really funny. I yeah, like that yeah. you did that because yeah. you're showing him. But it's, it's like, it's cool, man. Like, yeah. whatever. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. See, he calls him Stephen M as well. So yeah. Stephen yeah. and Adrian, Stephen Adrian were convin- like coincidentally friends before we all, like the three of us knew each other. Yeah. And Adrian thought it was weird that I'd called him like Stephen M. And yeah. he's like, it's just Steve. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's his, Mate, like, that's his, the name yeah, that he puts out there. Yeah, Eminem. Yeah. He's had like a crisis with his name spelling because people like look yeah. him up, they can't find it. Yeah. But uh, man, Steven is a fucking funny guy. He is. I, yeah, that's, that's how we met. I met him doing comedy for sit down and I just seen him with Luke and I just went up to him after I shook his hand and said, hey man, mm. you are funny and keep doing what you do. Yeah. Um, I was like, he just had a real Carl Barron vibe. Oh, the thing yeah. is, even I think the first few times I've seen him, I was with Mrs., with my brothers, they came to support me and... um. They were like, he's funny, he's really good. They didn't laugh hard or piss themselves, but they liked him. Mm. He sold... He's relatable. He's relatable, yeah. yeah. You, you just that, feel what he's saying. You feel it. There's something about... So, like, I've not seen any of his material, mm. like stage material, but even just hanging out with him, like, we'll just laugh about the dumbest yeah. shit, and then his laugh makes me laugh so hard because <laughs> we just... like, And then, I don't know, it's like that thing where you can't help... When someone else is laughing, it makes you want to laugh. Yeah, and he laughs at his own stuff on stage, okay. which I think is great, yeah. and yeah. I, that cracks me up too. And um, <laughs> I think he's he's killed some bits off where I'm like, hey, man, he's still doing that bit. When did you do that bit last? And he's like, oh, I haven't done that in ages. I'm like... Dude, that's funny. Like, <laughs> if Carl Barron got up in a stadium in front of 50,000 people and did that exact bit, it would kill. Yeah. <laughs> it would kill. And that's a, an interesting thing as well about comedy is you'll go do these open mic rooms and a joke might not go that well. But yeah. then you'll do the shittest bits that kill and yeah. everyone laughs. And it's because of the environment. Yeah. And I think that 
it's it's super deceiving comedy because like I've done uh, like I put my I won't bore you with the story but I put my own shows on quite a lot when I was doing more comedy because it was just easier than trying to beg and plead please let me up okay yeah, yeah that's anyway, that's so, where I'm at that's exactly why I booked my own gigs room. yeah yeah so I I'd book my own gigs and, and get mates to. Stephen, Tom Monley, Denzo, they would just come along because I didn't feel like they would feel obligated to do it. Mm-hmm. There was not that awkward ice to break. They, anyway, we would yep. just go do these sets. And, you know, I, I, my job is so I think I do a pretty decent job at promoting them. Yeah. And we'd fill most places I did these comedy gigs at. And, you know, you get 40, 50, 60 people in these small rooms and you would do those same bits that you did in open mics that mm. were shit. And I'm like, you know what, fuck you guys. I love this bit because it's my <laughs> this life. This is funny, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my life. It's my toothpaste <laughs> bit. You know, and I'm, like, I'm like, this is my life. Like, yeah. this, I know this is funny to me, so yeah. I have to get, I yeah. have to sell my point of view so you can think it's funny. Yeah. And That's then it. you would do it in front of this room of 60 people and it would kill. Yeah. And sure. I'm like, I knew it. Yeah. Like, and the other bits were okay. shit. Yeah. I wonder how much of that is involved with like, it, like what you said, I know this is funny because it's funny to me, but then there's like that breaking connection. Like, if I can make you related to me, then you would okay. also find this funny. Can I uh, can I interject? And yeah. I guess I, you're, there's a big important part of that I didn't point out. I've always really admired comedy, even though I didn't watch much. I admired the art of it, and I understood it, and I think that helped me a fuck ton doing comedy because I understood that there was there's rhythm to comedy you tell a joke you've got to your voice has got to come up and then it's got to come back down to draw them back in and there's it's like music you know and so with these big rooms I think the reason these jokes do better and why someone like Stephen M who kills off a bit who thinks it's not it's not that good anymore suddenly they do it in a, a stadium of 50,000 people the reason that joke works so much better and the art to it that I wanted to point out is there's something about being in a room people that are there to see comedy yeah. where you can really take advantage of the art yeah. the pin drop moments yeah. your bits about the dog and the finger at Raw kill mm-hmm. why everyone was there to see comedy yeah they're not there for karaoke yeah. 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 And, they, and they 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 bite onto the story and they want to hear mm-hmm. the next bit and so when you're someone like Kevin Hart or Carl mm-hmm. Barron in a stadium and you're doing a bit and the funniest part is that you're getting halfway through the story you're like I haven't even said anything funny yet yeah. Yeah. but they're with you for and sure. they're on the same ride yeah. like, I, that yeah. is so I noticed cool. that like crazy last night like Kevin Hart would just say like a, a sentence yeah. and it, it yeah. wouldn't be the most hilarious joke you've ever seen it'd just be like but it sets you up right because yeah. you're like oh, I'm part of this story now I'm, yeah. like I feel what you are feeling definitely exactly. and do you know the irony of that is too I don't do open mics and I haven't done any for a long time because I notice that I'm like hey if I'm going to make it as a comedian I feel like I need to put myself in a, a true setting of how this bit will go down yeah Yes, the stage time's important. It's important to hear your own voice on stage, be comfortable in silence. Mm-hmm. Open mics are great for that. I was already comfortable with that. Before yep. I even got up to do comedy, this sounds nuts, but the first time I ever performed I, was my own gig because no one would put me on because yeah. I was a mm. guy that had never done comedy before. Mm. So I booked a room out for my 23rd birthday or something and advertised it, and like 80 people came. They yeah. put it in the courier mail. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, cool. no, it was like 150 people. I filled a room uh, at uh, Lone Star Tavern. Anyway, um, all these people came out and I thought it's important that I do my comedy in its purest form because mm. if I go to an open mic, I'm not going to really know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's an interesting point because like... Oh, and sorry. To, no, no, no. Uh, one of the things I was saying I wanted to close up on is, um, yeah, the reason I sound nuts is before, when I prepared for that gig and I was just like, hey, I've got this shit written in my phone, I want to see if I'm funny. Mm. I rehearsed it, prepared <laughs> to not hear a single laugh and just yeah. if I wasn't funny, yeah. I wanted to be able to talk to them for 20 minutes and it not be awkward. Yeah. That yeah. was the most powerful lesson for me 
Yeah, I taught myself. Yeah, for sure. So last night, um, so again, reading Kevin Hart's book, I heard, obviously he came up in all the New York rooms, which are fucking crazy, hecklers, blah, blah, blah. But you've never seen that side of him, I guess, because it's always been these like fucking stadium tours and shit like that. Last night there was this drunk cunt in the in the crowd, and Kevin's halfway through this like not a not so much a deep story, but you've got to yeah. be with him in the story. And he's halfway through, and this dude's just mumbling something, and he yells it out once, and he just keeps talking. Yells it out a second time, and he's like keeps talking, but he's like got it like a confused look yeah. on his face. This cunt yells it the third time. He just stops the whole fucking story. Like he didn't even finish his story because he just went on like a five minute roast on this cunt, and yeah. it's like. Like good. it's good to see that even though as big as he is, He's he still can still it. fucking smash those hecklers. Yeah, and I will. And he had the like the la- some of the loudest laughs of the night yeah. were just him roasting this cunt who yeah. thought it'd be a good idea to fucking yell yeah. out something. The best part of that is that that was individual to your show then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no one else is going to get that performance. Yeah, and and I like, think the beauty of that is he popped the balloon. Like Hundred percent. Everybody yeah. was like. It was building, it was building, everybody was not yep. talking about it, and then it was the kids in the principal's for sure. office, and they just pissed yeah. themselves. Because everyone was sitting there like, oh, fuck, he's practising for the next special he's going to shoot, blah, blah, blah. He's not going to fucking even acknowledge it. Yeah. He's just going to keep pushing through the story, and then I don't know if he hit that point where he's like, I've got to acknowledge it, or he hit the point yeah. of, I'm fucking over this dude. Yeah, and I was fucking killing. Hecklers, since I started comedy, have scared the shit out of me, and I, I, I will admit, like, you know, it probably sound like a dick. Some people might watch this and go... Well, who do you think you are, you loser, for not doing open mics? Like, mm-hmm. you need to do that to become a comedian. And it's like, yeah, I think there's important parts of it that you can't overlook. And um, I sort of, yeah, well, not give myself credit for, but I'm proud. Like, I had this one moment. I'll tell you a story. Uh, I did a bit, uh, a comedy room I'd organised at a cinema. Uh, we had a full house. It was fucking awesome. And I was in the middle of doing a bit. I'd never really been heckled properly up to this point. Like, open mics, like, idiots, and have, like, a little back and forth. But nothing, like with a quiet crowd waiting for you to do your bit and then some idiot interrupts. Yeah. Um, I found that after. I think it was like a friend or a family member, so I'm, I love you and I'm sorry. <laughs> but I thought it was just some, you know, random. And the the host of the show was a stuntman and he was juggling axes and stuff. Hmm. And when he got off and I was on doing my bit, he yelled out, um, uh, juggle an axe. And I'm like, what? I didn't hear it. And I just kept going. And he yelled out, he goes, juggle an axe. And then I went, what? And then someone said to me, he said, juggle an axe. And my fucking whole world stopped because it was it was a creative yeah. heckle, yeah. you know. I'm like, this stopped me in my tracks. It, and I've always yeah. the thing I've been Broke afraid of. of thought, mm-hmm. yeah. Thing I've always been afraid of with hecklers is I'm very mindful of being the comedian. You can either do it right or you can be, you know, go the route that's like, shut the fuck up, get the fuck out, and everyone's like laughing. Yeah, but it's like you didn't. As a comedian, you're supposed to be talented enough to be able to deal with that creatively. Yeah, for sure. Use that as ammunition, and then also shut them up and move on with your set. So. In this moment, all this is going through my head. Mm. I'm like, do I just tell him to shut up? Do I freeze? Like, this felt like 40 minutes, but it was yeah. eight seconds in my head. And yeah. I'm like, going through all the motions. I ended up, you know, fucking patting myself on the back because I said back to him, I said, um, how about you juggle an axe? I said, I'll throw it from here. Fucking catch. Uh, and I think I said, like, uh, you catch it with your forehead or something like that. And it was just like, you know, I told him to shut up but I did it in a somewhat creative way. And that was the first time I ever had to properly deal with that. And everyone laughed um, and I moved on with my set. And I just thought like, you know, yeah, I was up until that moment. I was like, I don't think I'm prepared to deal with that. And I was like, Hey, maybe I am. My my brain operates on a wavelength. I didn't know. Yeah. I've only dealt with a few so far. 
But I feel <laughs> yeah, like the guy on stage. Hey, <laughs> the guy on stage. Oh yeah, that was a fucking weird one. I had a dude who wouldn't shut the fuck up, and he like he kept having little like um, not digs, but like like coming on to me, but not actually coming on to me. Just having weird little fucking digs. So I'm like, come up here and fucking hold my waist while I do my set. <laughs> And I just had to get him up on stage and he was just standing there <laughs> so holding my waist while I was doing my jokes and it was the only way I could keep this cunt fucking quiet. That's like, amazing. Was he pissed? Yeah, he was fucking smashed. That's, so yeah. That's the thing as well is you don't realise, like, I don't, I'm straight edge, I don't drink, I don't smoke. So when you hear about these stories, I'm like, oh shit, you've got to realise, like, yeah, you've got to roast them and tell them to get out, but also, like, some of them aren't really yeah, aware not, yeah. of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, that's where I think you have to really double down on that whole, like, hey, you're a comedian you have to be tasteful with yeah. how you deal with this situation. You can't just every time you get a heckler go, shut the fuck up, what are you doing here? People are paying to yeah. see. You're the idiot. And it's exactly. like, yeah, it's funny, but everyone does that. For like, sure. I love Jimmy Carr. Um, I think Chris D'Elia is amazing at it. I love watching his uh, crowd work and, you know, he's just so creative. Yeah. He doesn't just be like, oh, you're drunk, you're a loser. Yeah. It's like so out there. Yeah, even congratulations. It becomes a bit. Like so creative. Him on, him on podcasts is fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Like that bit where um, him, Brennan Sharp and Brian Callan are sitting there and oh, they're yeah. talking about glycogen. Each other. And I'm like, fuck it. So if I don't yeah. turn around, you know, <laughs> died. I just died. I, the amount of times that guy's made me cry of laughing, yeah. from, what, of laughing from watching that is crazy. And especially like his impression of a, a Japanese person that he yeah. does, like a Japanese Kung Fu master. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny in itself. I always think about that. I'm like, wow, how crazy that we've gotten to a point in society where I would be afraid of doing that in a public setting because you get cancelled now for impersonating yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. It's like, what the fuck? You can't even do, like, when we grew up, like, you impersonated oh, anyone. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. Like, people could impersonate me, I wouldn't give a shit. Like, yeah. you, the new Pommy kid at school, hello, mate, how you going? Like, everyone does it. Oh, all right, you Scottish fella. Like, everyone's doing it. But now, like, there's such a line in the sand. It's yeah, like, definitely. It's, just, it's crazy. So, you, yeah, it's I watch crazy. him do that and I'm like, How's he not getting cancelled yeah. for that? It's crazy times for sure. It's very uh, tiptoe culture at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Like I want to be the comedian that doesn't care about it. Don't worry, because like if I don't do comedy, but if I did, I feel like I wouldn't care. Yeah. See, yeah, that's what I'd like think. Like that's hopefully what I want to get to. But mm. like at this point. You have to care a little bit, I guess, because no one's going to book the dude that fucking yeah. do it. Says the Nazi shit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that you, I want to then you put your own Nazi like shows on, and then you're yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly right. <laughs> oh, ironically, your your fan base would be fucking lit. <laughs> <laughs> like, they would be committed. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They they bring books and shit, like yeah, yeah. yeah. That brings right. me back to like you're talking about the different crowds that come to a show at like they're there for karaoke, and there happens to be comedy there versus people that pay to go and watch comedy and you said you're starting up a show and I talked to you not on the podcast before about you know mm. which route you were going to go and um, like the, the curated shows that you say that you pay to go and watch I feel like you'd get more of that vibe than people that are there to watch comedy and mm. be a better environment I yeah. Think, I yeah 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 for sure man I've, 100% so wait sorry just touch base you were saying that um, rooms that people are there to pay to watch comedy mm. that are properly set up for it man Hundred percent, and the other thing that no one talks about with these comedy rooms is um, everything plays a part: lighting, yep. sound, yeah. seating. Yeah. Like when I set up my own rooms, I pay attention to the littlest shit mm. because it all matters. Like if you've got a, com- a comedian on stage and they're dimly lit, you can't see them, and all the lights on the crowd, 
A, it encourages hecklers because they don't feel oh, yeah, like I can't, you can't they don't me. feel like a meerkat that's popping their head out. You know, they're they're a cult. They're all one. Yeah. They're stronger than you. Yeah, yeah. So you, all that stuff is so subconsciously powerful that it can ruin your set. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's why I just was like, I'm just if I'm gonna do my own, you know, stand up comedy shows, it's easy just to set up myself. I'm yeah. in control of 100%. making sure the seats are filled, the lighting's good, everything's great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's where I'm starting to dip my toe, and that's like a big reason why. Like, fucking, I'm I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to shit yeah. like that. And it, like, yeah, oh, just that. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. a big part of that comes down to running your own business as well. You know. Like oh yeah, yeah. You're in charge of so much stuff. Oh, um, that's definitely helped. That's been a big thing that I've like a selling point as well that I've been telling rooms is like, I don't want to start a room just to come and hang out with my mates like some of these yeah. other guys. Like, yeah. I'm, Treating it like a business, like yeah. fucking. If the tickets don't sell, that's on me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do whatever I can to sell the tickets. 100%. And I, I love that as well because it creates such a nice dynamic between the other comedians coming. Because you're like, hey, man, I want you to have a fucking lit crowd. Yeah. I want you to have sick lighting. Exactly. I want like I used to say this to Denzo, Stephen M, Tom Onley, any of my other mates that would come out before me. I'd be like, I want to make sure this is the the one of those gigs where you leave and you're like, that was fucking yeah, amazing. 100%. And, and you build a culture around and that's on too. That's yeah. on me. You know, yeah. if I don't get that right, that's on me, and I know I can fix it. Sure. Whereas I, I would feel shit when I would go to gigs with mates and it was shit. I'd feel bad for them because I'm like, hey, Steven, you fucking rock, man. That was not your fault. Mm. That bit didn't kill. I'm telling you. And it's hard in those moments mm. to analyze the environment. Yeah, go, definitely. That wasn't my fault. Yeah. You always blame yourself. Mm. 100%. Fuck yeah. I got my missus blowing up my phone because she wants to get her car out. Okay. Oh, shit. How do you go with time for this podcast? Um, well, we can either pause it and keep going if you got more shit. And we can move the car, or if we want to call it there. We can chat for a little bit more. Yeah, I, I probably where, got where like are you two, at? two. Remember this morning I told you something happened? That I yeah, like yeah. Okay, you well, let's, yeah. let's pause it. Yeah. We'll move your car and then let my missus oh, out. My we'll keep car. going. Oh, just give <laughs> her the keys. <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon. I wonder if, like, you were talking about, because I said before or earlier that, you know, um, you're there to do, to, like, improve or whatever. And you're like, yeah, no, you don't know, because there's some people that, like, have been doing the same bits and, like, they're not improving or whatever. I wonder how much of that is... It's like James is pretty good at it, and I've known you all of an hour and twenty minutes. But I can tell like you're good at reading um, other people, right? So you can say, like, you, well, say you went into a green room, you can like, oh, this person's alpha, stay away from yeah, me. This person, yeah. like, I'll, I'll click with whatever. I get that off my mum yeah. hard, and it's, I love it. It's such a powerful trait that I love having, but it's also a curse. Yeah, but I wonder if that like that probably helps you in terms of comedy, because then like if you're that perceptive to um, other people's, I don't know. I don't want to say energy, but essentially yeah, the, the energy. It then, is, like, yeah. then you can read the energy in the in the crowd or the audience. Like, what, yeah, yeah. Then, like, it for sure, it would have to help. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, if you get, like I said, when I did the gig uh, for Johnny P, open for him doing a hip hop show, I knew what I was dealing with. Like, you know, yeah. I knew the energy in the room, and I knew what they needed. Yeah. They didn't need the quiet comedian talking about. Oh yeah. So you wouldn't believe what happened to Coles today, guys. You know, I was yeah. walking. I had to get up there and be like. So I've seen this guy in the street out yeah. front and he said to me this and yeah. like now they're listening because it's related. Exactly. To yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Not, yeah it is. You don't have to force a setup. It's reading and energy. And it, I mean, I tell you what, it, it helps me in life, like especially running a business. Um, I don't know if you're similar, Jimmy, but um, 
Yeah, it helps me dealing with people because if you walk in a room and you know it's an alpha, you know how to deal with them. Like, I know how to accept their energy and, and yeah. give them what they want. Yeah, yeah. And if they belittle you, you belittle yourself harder. Yeah. And when you dig, you go, come on, motherfucker, let's dig yeah, this hole. Yeah, yeah. How deep can you go? Yeah. You tell me yeah. I don't look like my daughter. You want to keep yeah, going yeah. down this <laughs> yeah. hole? Like, I'll give it to them. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I'll say back to them, I'm like, what, you think you're offending me by saying my yeah. daughter doesn't look like a dude? I can and rip on now, myself harder than yeah, you can rip on me. Yeah, now you deeper. And, and until the point where they're like, this motherfucker doesn't care what I say yeah, to yeah. them or about yeah. them. I'm just going to, you know, shut up now. And, it, like, yeah, it's it's funny because it helps you immensely with dealing with crowds, mm. dealing with anything in life. Like, probably one of my proudest things I got off my mum is being able to read people and, yeah, like, communicate with them appropriately depending on yeah. what person they are. I was just saying before, like, I know that you do it and you're pretty perceptive of, like, people and, like, how the energy that they're putting off and, like, it probably helps you read crowds and like we just talked yeah. about that. Like how it'd be beneficial and the people that are up there doing the same bits and not able to read that it's not working because yeah. of that is like yeah, people so. that can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely plays into it a fair bit. Yeah, 100%. What was this big fucking market story you had? Oh, man. All right, so this... Sorry is, to change the subject. This, I just no, came into that no, halfway no, and I'm probably, like, fuck, where do we, we go back, from are here? Are we back <laughs> on now? Are we back on? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so uh, this morning... This is probably going to turn into a bit. Okay. But right now, this is just what happened, and I cannot get it out of my head. <laughs> uh, at the markets, Miss has got a business set up there. This is it. You're hearing development right now. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you know, we're at the market, set up, uh, doing our thing. It's like 1 p.m., you know, uh, getting ready to tie up. And then this uh, elderly couple come over to us, you know, in their 60s-odd, come over to the market, and this lady walks up to us, and she goes, um, are you the guy that's into computers to me? My business runs a business, a dog, very well signed up that sells dog products, okay. like dog leads, collars, yeah, yeah. harnesses, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so sitting there doing our thing, she says, are you the guy that does computers? And yeah, I'm right. like, my job is what it is. And I'm like, well, sort of. Mm. I'm like, what has she heard? You know, so I wanted to help her and I went, uh, well, what are you asking? Like, what do you need to know sort of thing? And she goes, I was So told. open-ended. Yeah. Computers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you into computers? Uh, I'm fucking alive. So yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's all we have today. Like you use Siri to say hello to me, basically. Um, anyway, and she, she and I'm like confused, and and she goes, "Oh, um, are you the guy that sells the streaming? You buy all the streaming services off for 120 dollars a month, and you do like Amazon and and uh, Netflix, and and uh, she just yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at I'm at the craft market snacks. I'm like. No, it's not me. I'm trying to. I'm trying, trying to be a nice guy, right? So I'm trying to help her, which didn't help my situation because now she's still like. Hmm, if, you're, if, you're the, if you were the Bitcoin guy in 2008, yeah. the Bitcoin pizza guy, for sure you're not announcing it in public, yeah. or you know you're getting arrested. So I'm. I'm, I'm very mindful that she's probably going to think whatever I say, I'm hiding it. But I'm like, I can't just brush her off and give her the certainty that I'm not the guy. So I move on, and I'm like. Look, uh, is there? Did they give you any information like what their business looks like at the markets? Who they are? She's like, they said they have a doggy stall, and I'm like, for sure, this is some sort of front for a crime ring. I, I was going to say so, yeah. so vague, <laughs> so vague, but so specific. And I'm go like, go to this market and look for the dog stall. Look for the then dog. turn left and look for the dude. And now here's the next thing. She goes to me. Uh, you know, uh, well, okay, are you sure? Like, And I'm like, I'm fucking sure I'm not selling streaming services for 120 bucks. Like, what the hell? And as she walks off, I realise, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, who? <laughs> this guy, whoever the fuck he is, 
I did the math in my head. I'm like, okay, Netflix, I was KO, Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Netflix, KO, uh, Amazon Prime. I'm like, most of these are 25 bucks a month at most. Yeah. These motherfuckers make a $20 a month profit yeah, sure. just for making them an account and a password. Like, who is this kid? Yeah. He's just signed up all the mums in the street <laughs> and he's making $20 a month profit on making their account. Yeah. And the next bit is, the first month for most of these accounts or the first three months is free or sure. half price. This kid's cleaning up. He's like 35 <laughs> soccer mums that he just does this for as a job. And I'm like, I just couldn't believe it. This chick, and she was so adamant too that like I was the guy like selling this Well, service. you should have been the guy. You should have yeah, turned should into have. the guy. Why didn't you? It was so... Like, hang on, I'll do it for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sandy, there's your account. <laughs> right, here's the next thing I thought about. I'm like, this kid probably didn't even make an account because most of them you can have a simultaneous stream on. So mm. he's just got like four accounts for each thing that he shares with each mum. And the chances oh, of them so all good. using it at the same time is so low <laughs> that he's just paying $30 a month and yeah. making like five grand. Like, what yeah. a business model. You're making a killing. Or there's some illegal, like, <laughs> torrent version of streaming services that I don't know they about. They could be. Yeah. yeah. Or just the fucking, like, B-grade movies. And he's covering it with a dog business at a market. Yeah, that's like, odd. So strange. She came looking for it. That's so, Did but you, it's so weird that, that like, that you ha- you're you a, a dude and you have the dog business and they're like, yeah, he, he must be the dude. Yeah. yeah. I'm the dude. <laughs> you're the yeah. dude with the exotic name. I'm like, hey, no, I'm just here. <laughs> he looks s- like the dude. I'm yeah. like, hey, I'm just here doing slave labor like, <laughs> for my missus. Doing my job. Did you go looking for the business after that? I did actually message her. <laughs> there's another doggy business there. Oh. And then my missus is friends with the owner now. And that's a funny thing as well, man. It, I feel I was worried doing a podcast I wouldn't be able to talk enough. And mm. I've done a complete fucking opposite. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's even like... You're going to have to go hunting through this audio to be like, hey, that was my voice. Because <laughs> no. Josh just said, shut the fuck no, up. No, but that's, it, that's a funny We've spoken thing. too much. That's my, that's uh, like, yeah. I don't want to talk to you yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> At these markets, you know, it's a funny thing about market businesses I noticed is uh, when they all set up, you know, even if they're across mm. from their competition, no one talks. And this is even in your and my normal business. There's like this weird click where like nobody will talk to the other business. Everyone just talks shit about each other. Whereas I'm the complete opposite. Like I'm calling companies to do the same shit I do just to acquaintance myself. Or if I need a favor, yeah. I'll call another company that does what I do, yeah, introduce yeah. myself. And they're always on the other end of the line. Like, because I, I run a decent sized company now that it's grown to what it has and I'm happy. But a lot of these places I'll ring and it's like they've heard of me and they'll go, oh, and you can read it in their voice. Like, oh, I actually know who this is. But they're also like, why are you calling yeah, me? Yeah, and it's like, why is that a thing? Like, yeah. why is everyone, like the cool guy at school that doesn't want to talk to the... Anyway, so I, rewinding the story, markets, I told my missus when we first set up, I'm like, no matter what doggy businesses are here, like, I said to her, she got, she, she was about to commit a crime. I'm like, mm. I'm going to go say hey to her and introduce her. She's like, no, <laughs> we have a doggy business. Like, you can't. Yeah. What if she like, you know, what if she thinks like competition? I'm like, it's yeah. the healthiest thing just to be like, hey, I'm not a threat yeah. and we're friends. Yeah. That will help you get so much further in life with anything. For sure. but, that, but in that, you can also be like, oh, we don't have you want. They might have what you want. And then someone yeah, will go over there. That's oh, what's happened now. What they might have what you that's want. That's what's happened now. Um, and anyway, so uh, we're friends now and we all get along. And I message her, I'm like, hey, do you have a, a partner that sells streaming services? Oh. And she was just like, no, nah, that's hilarious. She came up to me first and asked. And I sent her to you. Which means I looked like the guy yeah. to her. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this world coming so to? Yeah, no, it's... Um, the, the particular like trade that we're in seems like super cutthroat in that instance. Like, everyone's always trying to steal each other's jobs mm. and blah, blah, blah. Like, there's, yeah. there's very few... Like people I've met along the way that I'd reach out and go, "Hey, have you got a fucking an offcut that I can borrow for this or something?" Yeah. Like, or just like even if it's just like, 
have you got one screw I could borrow to finish yeah. this job? Like I'll the amount of cunts that'll be like, yep. no. Like, yep. Even though I do. These yeah. are my screws. Exactly. Yep. I'll tell you what the most powerful thing is about doing that too, is even if you call them about an off-cut, even if you call them about anything, is if they're quoting a job against you or doing anything like that, they're now saying, oh, you quoted that against the Yeah, they're all right. They do a pretty good job, you know? <laughs> like, fuck, I just... Blur that if you want. Yeah, yeah. Plug my business name. Uh, I seriously blur it. I don't like, I hate being that guy. Um, but <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, so yeah, they'll be like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy from, you know, your interior business, he's a, he's a legend, you know, yeah. uh, he does good work. That's a pretty good quote. That's now suddenly what they're saying instead of, oh, yeah, I've seen them around. Mm-hmm. That's what the word yeah, is, yeah, you know, oh, sure. yeah, they're, I don't know, they don't do a lot of work down this way. Yeah. And it just makes it, they just spit on you. Mm-hmm. It's 100%. so common. Yeah. So you be the nice guy and you ask for an off cut and if, no matter how they're speaking about you, it comes around in circles. Mm. It's yeah, all definitely. in a positive light. That's the same as the comedy. What's the worst thing to be like? Oh no, sorry, we don't have. Yeah, that. exactly. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking mm. everything in life. Mm. Yeah, just don't be an asshole. Just don't be an asshole. Take your own advice. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I spend every Saturday with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday today. That's different. <laughs> Mixing it up. It is too. Holy shit, we've got work tomorrow. I know it's fucking crazy. Um, we should uh, we should probably wrap it up anyway. Yeah, I agree. I'll probably get dinner waiting at home. Yeah, <laughs> kids are going nuts out there. Good chat. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks yeah, for coming on, man. Yeah, we'll have to make it happen me. again. Maybe I, we could honestly, get you and Steve in at the same time or something. That would be dope. Yeah, I'd be keen be. as to do it again, man. Yeah, uh, easy. I was like nervous on the way up here. I am like, <laughs> really because I've never done yeah. a podcast, and I always wondered like. Like I was saying to him before, if I did a podcast, I would be more like a, do the crystal ear thing, which mm. is super uncommon. But I feel I, like that's harder though. I really 100%. do. I can talk about like I'll be driving in the car, something will happen to me, and I'll just talk it into a bit. Yeah. Like that's how I build my yeah. material now. And I'll, I'll realize I just went on for 13 minutes mm. about something and I'm like, that wasn't that funny by the end of it. But yeah. on a podcast, it might do all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was worried in a group setting, conversational mm. basis that... I wouldn't be angry. Yeah, yeah. Or I'd well, fall on my yeah. face. I've said it multiple times that I use this. Not necessarily today. I haven't, but sometimes. Oh, I'll, sometimes <laughs> I'll throw a random story out from my childhood oh or my something God. that happened this week, and then these cunts are like, they'll say something or they'll laugh at something that I don't even think's funny about the story, and I'll yeah. be like, okay, well, I'll fucking yeah, sprinkle yeah. some shit on that. Do you know what's funny about that as well? Is when we were talking at Raw. I, there was a moment I was telling you something, and I feel like you and your missus looked at me like, is this motherfucker trying to bit on us? Oh, really? It's such an <laughs> awkward thing about comedian where you have no. that, you're, especially yeah, yeah. when you've been doing it for a while, you'd be talking to someone in a green room, and you're like, this isn't a conversation. He's yeah. trying a bit on me yeah. right yeah, now, yeah. and he's waiting for me to laugh. You I don't call him out on it. I <laughs> will not ever do that. So never think I'm trying a bit on you. I don't and if I am, I disclose of it. I'll yeah, be like, yeah. hey, what do you think of this? Because yeah. I want you to know, like, Hey, don't laugh if you don't think it's funny and tell me if it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a weird thing. Like, you'll notice is like other comedians will disguise it in a conversation. 100%. And it's like, man, this just made it really awkward. Yeah. Like, yeah, I knew what you were doing. It's weird. I it's knew weird. what you were doing. And it didn't have to be. You're a nice guy, but now I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> I just feel like I've seen you with your pants down. It's fucking weird. Nah, sweet. Anyway, yeah, cheers for coming on, man. We'll, uh, we'll definitely make something happen cheers. again. Shout yeah. out Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet as later. Right.